Hi, my name is Arivio, and I will be playing Buttons, the Gnome Wizard. Hey, I'm Wash, and I'm going to be playing the Plasmoid Monk. You know, um, contrary to popular belief, my real name's Matt, not Fox. <laughs> I'll be playing Bob the Killer. Uh, he, he is a, a human rogue. Hi, I'm Trevor. I'm playing Ja'an Mac Lane, or Ja'an M. Lane for short. Uh, I will be playing human fighter with the samurai sub or uh, archetype. Nice. And I'm Josh, your wing badger game master for the evening. I cannot move forward with this session until I acknowledge that we are on episode 13 of our podcast. And it took us until episode 12 for us to get our introductions right. And Ari just did one on the fly that I didn't prep her for correctly the first time. So uh, thanks for being a pro gamer streamer and being in our <laughs> Did stream. I do it right? Because yes. you did it right. You did it more right than any of us has ever done it in 13 <clears throat> episodes of this I'm TNT pretty sure session. I've done it right See, every time. He said Damn. Heck yes. here. Here I am. There it is. We brought a professional in because, I mean, that's the only way to go up from Jake is, is to have a, a real professional here uh, and subtly uh, backhand Jake's talent at the same time by Josh, calling him not a professional. Yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, this was the interview to replace him permanently, right? Oh, sh we weren't supposed to announce it's going that. pretty good so far. That's a that's a New Year's announcement, man. Oh, we didn't, sorry. We didn't, that's not, yeah. Oh, also, a uh, special shout out to bad. all of you, our viewers and followers. We passed 100 followers before this stream. Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate so you. Exciting. Chat, Congrats, the name of guys. our podcast is Wing Badger Tavern. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts. I think Apple still has not gotten their crap together. It's been 13 weeks. Uh, we are, yeah, we're, we're in a lot of places, but not Apple, I guess, because rip us. I, <laughs> um, so, oh, well. What? That's why he has to go to the dentist because we didn't have an apple. Exactly. And if Jake had been, yeah, okay, good. This that joke really didn't need me to emphasize or add to the bit at all. Uh, let's. <laughs> Sorry, I just jumped over to the side because my dog just ran full tilt into the door to my office and then just casually wandered away. Like I hold him, I heard him stroll back up the stairs. So that really surprised me. But I'm gonna try and pull it together because uh, I'm already heavily caffeinated and we've got some adventures to have. Are you players ready to jump in to tonight's adventure? Absolutely. Absolutely yes. not. Then without further ado, <laughs> let's ready. jump back in no. to the magical world of Urida. It is the oh. second age in the world of Urida. The gods are at work creating the foundations of civilizations that will later be explored by a adventure that can only be told in about two and a half hour tidbits. But right now, right now, there is a shifting in the world, a beginning of cultural growth, the establishment of ceremonies and holidays and rituals and things. And one of the earliest traditions dating the whole way back to this, the birth of the second age of Urida, is the midwinter celebration. At the midwinter celebration, the annual list of good and evil are posted at the Holiday comp Company headquarters, located on the glacial iceberg at the south of Urida called Namedis. However, this year, the whole base is in an uproar. The whole base is in an uproar because somehow, notorious pirate queen Sarka Moran has found her way onto the good list. Through a fluke, for her. through a change of heart, who knows? But nobody's willing to deliver her present because the rest of her staff, her pirate crew, did not make the good list. 
and nobody's feeling very good about trying to get in there and deliver a present under the gaze of a, a pirate bandit camp. And so Captain Winters is forced to call in his special operatives. Along with flying carpet pilot Rudolph Rednose One Rain, the team must deploy to Skull Cavern in the Umbral Sea, where Captain Moran spends the winters with her crew of thieves, slavers, and miscreants. Form up! The captain stands before you, gruff, as you enter the room. You ladies weren't called here for nothing. We got a big job to do and nobody else wants to do it. So I hope you're ready. I hope you've been training, doing your PT. I know we only work one night a year and I know most years you don't work. But this year, this year we got work for you. That's right. You're going to be hand delivering this here package. And he picks up a large spherical wrapped object. This here package... To Captain Sarka Moran, the pirate queen herself. That's right. She's wound up on the good. Yeah, uh, y- yes, I see a hand raised. Uh, what? What is it? I thought this was the company pizza party. The the company pizza party normally takes place now, but we have work to actually do, so we've canceled the pizza party and we've postponed it, and we're just gonna combine it with the New Year's ice cream party. Okay, it's it's gonna be like an ice cream social pizza thing. Can I come back later? No. You're on duty. Form up! And he, like, pulls you the half inch back to the line as you try to, like, back out the door. He's like, I think not. (laughs) All right. Now, in order to do this, obviously, at your level of training, this is perhaps a little extreme of a journey for you. So the first thing you're going to do is report down to the armory, meet with Private Rain, and pick up some extra equipment. Hustle on the double! And you, unless any of you have anything else to say... Nope. Okay, you're going to hustle on the (laughs) double to the armory. You make your way out of Captain Winter's office, which is a lavish office, into the more brutalist architecture of the Holiday Company headquarters. You head down a couple hallways, through a few uh, like locked and armored doors and things, until you find yourselves in the armory. Now, the armory is stacked with all kinds of different traditional weapons and shields and armors and things like that. Um, But standing there in the middle is a short... Uh, red-faced gnome who has been waiting for you. He's got a private's insignia on his left shoulder. And as you come in, he says, uh, Hello, I am uh, Private Rain, and I will be your pilot for the evening. Uh, before you go, I've been instructed to hand out these. And he hands out five golden rings to the group, taking one for himself. These are our communication rings, and they'll allow us to speak as if uh, we were next to each other at all times. They'll also give me a strange sort of sensory perception around you that it seems in all action movies the people on the other end of the communicators have. Uh, So, that's what these are for, but more importantly, you each get to pick a weapon from Captain Winter's personal locker of highly developed weapons. And with that, he steps aside and opens with a flourish the locker that every member of the special delivery staff shipped has been wanting to uh, get into and use since it was was created. You are looking... Go ahead. As I casually stroll up to the locker, uh, or a locker, which I, I don't know. Sure. It's cool, 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 cool guy move. You know, casually stroll up. Ah, well, that guy's same, so cool. same crap as always. I know, you know, right? We work, we work when we're not supposed to. We get sent on a mission. Man, I was just going to enjoy some pizza and head in, head in early for the night. All right. I was excited for pizza. Too. Now, 
We're going to have you each pick a weapon from the locker, and as you do, describe your character to us as you walk up to the locker and you take your weapon. In our D&D thread, I'm about to send you a list of all the weapons. For those of you listening or watching, I will read it to you. So fret not, uh, but I want to make sure that they can review the list um, outside. So there's one of each of these weapons. We're looking at... uh, Sorry, Ari, can you not see that thread? I got it. Okay, great. Uh, there's one of each of these. First is Blitzen's Nutcracker, a small nutcracker with several odd gears inset into its back and a key protruding from its hat. When the key is turned three times, it becomes a medium-sized construct with the animate armor stat block for one minute. You can use this once per day. Next is Sergeant Frost's Snow Globe. When shaken, thick snow begins to fall in a 100-foot radius for one minute, giving 50% cover to everybody in the snowstorm. Next is an elf sitting on a shelf. This gives advantage to all charisma-based checks when the elf is visible to the target but has not been referred to directly. As soon as you talk about it, this bonus goes away. The next is Jill's Pail, a pail of slushy water that never runs out, but provides an endless supply of snowballs which deal 1d8 plus your strength score when thrown and melt if they're attempted to be thrown back at you. If the user spends one full turn doing nothing except crafting a snowball, the snowball deals 1d20 plus strength ice damage, and the thrower has advantage on the throw. Next is Private Pepper's Crowbar, a red and white striped crowbar which once per full moon guarantees any lock will open and also always smells delicious. Uh, After this, you see a sugar plum fruit basket, a gift basket stacked to the brim with 12 sugar plums which grant the user advantage on all checks with a stat of their choice for one minute. Effects replace each other and cannot be stacked. Next is Hallmark's Parchment, a piece of parchment which causes the reader to burst into tears of emotion, unable to take any action other than sitting and crying for one hour. After one use, the parchment becomes a normal scrap of parchment. The next thing you see are Mrs. Winter's Mittens, a set of mittens, which originally belongs to Captain Winter's wife, which provide advantage against all weather and fatigue-related constitution saves. Uh, and then each of you has one of the five golden rings. So those are your eight things. Blitzen's Nutcracker, Sergeant Frost's Snow Globe, The Elf on the Shelf, Jill's Pale, Private Pepper's Crowbar, Sugar Plum Fruit Basket, Hallmark Parchment, Mrs. Winter's Mittens. What are your dexterity scores? Um, Mine's a plus four. Mine's a plus four. Oh, you want the score? It's an 18. Either's fine. 14. 15. 15. Okay, so we're going to do Wash, uh, Mouth Noises the Fifth, with your highest initiative modifier, as it were, you're going to get to pick your weapon first. So describe yourself Ooh, uh, and then choose your weapon. So um, the <laughs> when you when you see uh, see my character, there's just like a big clay pot on the ground with a big cork on top of it, and uh, and it just kind of goes and falls over to the side and rolls over and and mouth noises he's just this little his little blue slime and he just like flops out he doesn't have any legs or arms he's got this big dopey red smile and these big white eyes and it looks like there's like some stuff floating around inside of him like maybe they're like he's not clear but you know you can kind of he's kind of translucent you can kind of see yeah yeah a little a little opaque um and he says, uh, and, he, and he just kind of like, boop, 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 like, like, bumpity bumps over to the, uh, to the locker. And, uh, I think he's going to go for, I think he's going to go for Blitzen's Nutcracker. Nice. Good job. Awesome. And he's going to say, I'm going to pick this one, guys. <laughs> uh, buttons, Ari, uh, describe your character and choose your weapon. 
All right. So this little gnome that looks like it could easily be blown away by the wind steps up to the locker and turns to Private and goes, Hey, Private Ray, how you doing? Oh, uh, hello. Hello. Uh, what, what equipment would you like for this journey? Oh, um, hmm. I think I want to take Jill's pail. I already have a snow globe, so I'm good. Very well. And you are <laughs> so, handed Jill's pail. Uh, John McLean, uh, describe uh -oh. your character to us as if any of us have any doubt what he looks like, and then <laughs> uh, make your make your decision on a weapon. <laughs> Uh, the definite, definitely not John McClane, uh, is six feet tall. Uh, he has brown hair with a receding hairline, like, I forget what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Little widow's uh, peak. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, he's, a, a pretty, uh, stocky build, tan skin, and he always looks like he's just, like, been in a battle. Or like been roughed up, you know, covered. In is he wearing grind. shoes? Uh, yes, he is currently oh. wearing shoes. Okay. I'm gonna turn to mouth noise and be like, oh "My gosh, that guy is so cool." So <laughs> he walks up. <clears throat> hey, Rain, I'm getting real tired of this crap. Can't we schedule these things? Uh, I I don't really do any of the scheduling. I'm just a pilot. Mouth noises, <laughs> leans over to buttons, and looks at John and says, I don't, he looks pretty cool, huh? <laughs> so, how'd you guys get on the, the crap list for this assignment? Oh, I'm not on the crap list. I'm the best pilot here. <laughs> That's why I'm on the assignment. <laughs> no, 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 buttons and uh, uh, the cube. <laughs> Did you pick a weapon? Oh, uh, he's taking the crowbar. <laughs> 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 Private Pepper's crowbar taken by John McLean or John McLean. I'm gonna. John we'll come back to that. Uh, and last, your name isn't Fox. What is? What is your name tonight? I, I told you it's I know, Bob but, uh, the Killer. <laughs> yes. Wow, Bob the Killer got really big there for a second. Sorry about that, oh, chat. Wow. <laughs> Let me change his name. Uh, Bob the Killer. Describe yourself and collect your, uh, your weapon sure. of choice. Um. He he looks like uh he's in his maybe mid thirties, early forties. Um he, he's got, you know, black hair, but it's slightly receding, maybe a few gray hairs. He's wearing a nice button up shirt. Um and it's got a little like pocket protector. He's got a fanny pack on for his thieves tools, and he's he's wearing a pair of like je jeans with some boots. With the um, fur. With the fur. <laughs> <laughs> Was the whole club looking at her? I, I hope not. He'd be he'd be very nervous about that. Um and in fact, as he had walked up, he was already like at the locker and he was reaching for the crowbar as as Johan Jahan uh Jahan. took it. And uh he, he's just like, Wow, that man's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be him. I guess that's why I don't deserve private pet. <laughs> One day, I'm going to get facial hair like him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, be just the trouble would be enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want the crowbar? 
Oh no, 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 it's it's fine. Uh, you probably do better with it anyways. I'll I'll um uh I'll take a uh, Ms Ms Winter's mittens. Yeah. Probably All right. Beat anyway. Uh, Ari, did you have something to say? It's easy, Private Rain. Um, can I switch to the parchment? Uh, yes. I don't see why not. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You swap to the parchment. If you're switching to the parchment, <laughs> can I have Jill's pail? Take it, take it. Sure. Okay. So you um, take Jill's pail? Hold on to the parchment. This is so great, guys. This is so great. What if I switch again, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you switch one more time, that's going to be the last time. So be certain. Uh, I'll, I'll just stick with what I have. <laughs> Jill's pale? Uh, fine. All right, guys. The sooner we get this done, the sooner we can go home and relax. So uh, let's, let's, let's uh, giddy up on out of here. Right you are. And uh, Private Rain leads you down the down another hallway through kind of a convoluted series of paths past saluting guards who are holding the you know the locks together and stuff. You're still which of you is carrying the actual package, the spherical object? I could be carrying it. Okay, John McLean is carrying the spherical package, and it feels pretty sturdy to you. Like it, it doesn't feel like it's you know squishy or gonna break easily or anything like that. It's, it's you know a pretty solid piece. Um, so you head down to the hangar where a series of different patterned carpets are spread out across the hangar. Um, each carpet has like embroidered into the carpet a number, and Private Rain leads you the whole way to number one. Um, carpet number one, you all board carpet number one and private rain sort of holds up a, a glowing red stone and two other people kind of come out and like flag him down and wave him like a runway direction. And then you hear him, he puts on like a little, a little, um, like earmuff looking thing. And he says, this is private rain requesting clearance to take off red nose one ready for liftoff. And you get some like, very well, taking off. Goodbye, tower. And then they're like, Shoo! and your carpet kind of floats up in the air, and you get one Ooh. second to like brace yourselves, and then it takes off at incredible speeds, zooming out Whoa. from the glacial Namedes and crossing the southern seas in like 30 seconds flat. Before you know it, you are over the Merfolk lands in the in the kind of southwest of the continent. You're zooming by. You look down just in time to see the kind of lush valley leading into the human Asheroth civilization. You fly past the Dwarven Kingdom of Udril. You're zooming across central Uradah, past the mountain range, and then you're coming towards the floating peak. And it's amazing. There's this huge mountain range. And then at the very t biggest mountain, it's as if the mountain itself has been sliced through and then the top half elevated above it and gently swaying, spinning in the, uh, in the air at a very slow rate. There's just this chunk of mountaintop. And um, private, uh, private Rain says to you, okay, we're heading for beneath this mountain into the Umbral Sea. And he zooms in a little bit closer, and you can see that actually under that peak, that specific mountain has been cratered inwards, so it's inverted. There's this huge depression in the ground that is about two-thirds of a mountain deep, and kind of these, these sheer slopes. They even still have a tree line that goes down as far as the sunlight can reach as the sun comes up before reaching to the base of the Umbral Sea, which is a huge water body that has filled in this massive crater. Um, oh my gosh, guys, imagine if that thing fell down. 
Thank goodness it's okay. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. That would, that's yeah. terrible. Don't even suggest something like. Don't even suggest something like that. You're gonna no, give I... you're gonna give the Twitch chat ideas, and they're gonna do that to someone who streams a campaign later. Don't don't even talk <laughs> about it. Uh, also, a uh, drug bug redeemed tension pool. If you didn't see that. Oh, I did see that. Thanks. Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Grub bug. I my bad. Tension added. Um, <laughs> so you okay? Sorry, I had to pull myself back together. I was just I was in the moment with Grub bug there for a second. Uh, you you zoom in towards this this depression in the ground, and Private Rain says, "All right, this is as far as we can go. I can't bring the carpet down that low because the air is so cold that it won't be able to generate any lift and leave from down at the base. So I have to drop you here at the top, and you're gonna have to slide or hike down. And then he like does like a Tokyo drift, like uh, spins around the carpet so that you stop at like exact walking level onto the you know onto the ground. I'll be waiting right up here for extract. Let me know when you're ready to go." Aye, aye, Captain Rain. Let's go, everyone. You've got Do I, have, I have to go? He just, just mouth and, and jumps down. Mouth noises, burps, and shoots a, a gold coin up at Rain as, like, a tip. And then he, like, just rolls off the side. Thanks, everybody. And Private Rain just, like, zooms off into the air and starts beginning kind of hovering around the the floating peak, just kind of staying up at the top of it so that he has a good overlook on you. I need to acknowledge chat saying, thank goodness this is a continual campaign <laughs> and not a one-shot where large cataclysmic events could happen with less long-term consequences. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you are now standing at the upper rim of this huge cratered depression. There is a forest of trees in front of you that thins out to shrubs before becoming barren dirt as it leads to the ground. And it's, you know, it's a pretty significant hike if you were going to just, like, walk down it. Um, do you, what, are, what are you doing? Well, you know what Captain Winters always said? When in doubt, head towards depression. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard Captain Winters say that, but, you know... I'm pretty depressed to be working on my day off, so let's get this done. And I Guys, just start walking. I told Mark I'd bring him pizza. <laughs> what do I tell him the next time I see him in the office? Captain Winter had a top secret mission. Gonna want a pizza. They're never you. gonna believe me. <laughs> Why not? I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> Captain Winter chose you for a reason, son. Now let's get this done. Oh no. Time's a wasting, guys. We gotta get this done before the sun comes up. That's Everyone the, deserves the intercom a gift. through the five rings. Alright. Let's go. I start walking. I guess I better start walking. Somebody dropped their gold <laughs> ring. <laughs> that was me. I dropped my gold ring. Private Winters goes <laughs> fades out. Um so you're just gonna you're just gonna hike down the mountain? Is, yeah. What's the terrain like? Right now, it's uh, normal terrain that is forested. As you get deeper, it's going to get trickier and trickier. So there's three layers of this terrain. There's woods, which mostly one of you is just going to need to roll survival or nature to not get lost. Um, there's the kind of shrub area where it's starting to get rocky. This is tricky terrain. And then there's the basically sheer slope that leads the rest of the way down to the bottom of the depression. Uh, right now it's covered in we snow. We know how to handle that. Over. You said it's covered in <laughs> snow? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have a cantrip, uh, Shape Water. Okay. Um, like can I make us go. all ice snowboards? Yes, Heck you absolutely yeah. may. Okay. 
All right, guys. This is why I'm here. Get ready. And I'm going to um, do shape water. Okay. And make us all nice little um, ice snowboards. Now, be really careful. These are ice. But if they break, I can fix it. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, who's going... Well, who's rolling uh, nature or survival to figure out which way you're going? Who wants to do... Okay. Uh, John McLean. I'm rolling uh, survival. Great. Buttons has been giving the blessing of blessing of chat from Grubbug. Thank you so much. Uh, the next time that you make any check, you may choose to roll 1d4 and add that to the number. Perfectly Perfect. average. I got a 10 on a survival check. All right. You figure out which way is down. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were you going to say Starting something mouth great. noises? I don't have any feet. That's okay. I make a little like inner tube. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. You make an inner tube. Great. Uh, okay. Everybody roll a dexterity check to see how well you can snowboard your first time, except buttons who may have advantage on the assumption that you've probably done this before since you knew how to make a, a snowboard. Um, can I do it as what you said? I have, I have advantage. Yeah. Okay. Could it be athletics? Uh, you That's may use acrobatics activity. if you want. Acrobatics, okay. perfect. I can do that. That's acrobatics. a 14. Okay. Uh, 14 is enough. You are zigging down 14. a nice little... Okay. Yeah, nice little bunny slopes. What was that? The dice are in my favor. I got a natural 20, so I'm going to be the coolest snowboarder ever. Oh my okay. gosh, this guy is so cool. I can't. Um, this is going to be awkward. <laughs> I can't with this guy. He's just too good. Every mission I go on with him, he's Did like this. It's one amazing. Every year. It no. Just because it, it turns out that uh, Bob the killer, the office worker, um, when he was in his early 20s, actually was a pro athlete at snowboarding because <laughs> the eye just got a knot at 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this Bob guy is pretty cool. Each too. of you should describe to me the way that your character snowboards down the hill because you cover the whole thing. You make it down to the yeah. lake at the bottom. No, no worries at all. <laughs> So uh, I guess I'll start. John yeah. like like sees this board is like like puts like one foot on it like slides like shrugs and then just just steps on it hands in pocket just going down <laughs> at a casual like a <laughs> like the, like the dad at a soccer game pose like yeah the package is just under his arm like as yeah. as his hands are in his pocket yep hold on <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I love and this. Bob, what do you do? Um, Bob takes his time to make sure his uh boots actually like sit on the ice nice. You know, he's making sure everything's nice and good, checking the the snow compactness in front of him, and he's like, Yes, yes, okay. Uh he timidly stands up on the board and remembers his life when he was much younger and, and proceeds to shred like no one has shredded before, going for the jumps, taking the tricks. <laughs> when you pass her on, he gives you a thumbs up and a nod, head nod. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, he thinks I'm cool. Mouth noise is, is just going to ex and extend a 10-foot like little uh, pseudopod just and grab onto um, John's belt. And he's just tubing. He's literally just inner tubing behind him. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm going to roll the tension pool. I've decided tonight, just based on the fact that it's a one shot and we want things to be crazier, I'm going to roll every four dice instead of every six. So uh, that's what's going to happen. I see you, chat, redeeming use my name. 
We will take care of it. I promise. Um, uh oh, rolling the tension pool. <laughs> so the way the tension pool works for anyone who doesn't know is I roll some d sixes, uh, and if any of them roll a one, then I add a complication to the scene to ratchet up the tension. And in this case, between the incredible snowboarding of Bob the Killer and the incredibly casual snowboarding of John McLean, and then the like follow along of Mouth Noises the Fifth, Buttons, the only person who is experienced with snowboards, well, I guess Bob is as well, but Button, the one who like really knows what's going on, watches them zoom off into the distance, and then you hear a rumbling behind you. You hear... You hear the ground begin to shudder, and then you feel the ground begin to shudder, and you look back, and an avalanche has begun. There is snow pouring down the mountain towards you as you continue snowboarding. You may make uh, athletics or acrobatics to keep things going. Chat, you have a question. Feel free to ask it. Also, welcome, Milk the Bread. That's a great name. That is a great name. That is a name. great, great name. Yeah. I got a that is a twelve. Okay. Uh, you can don't forget you can roll your blessing if you want Aria D four and a hit. I love that. <laughs> okay, that was a two, so that's a fourteen. All right, the blessing of chat has pushed you over the the DC. So uh, shout out to Grubbug for saving buttons buttons as. <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, my savior tonight. Buttons zooming down the slope with the uh, snow swelling behind you as the avalanche gets bigger. You are able to casually hop up and just like basically use the snow to give you extra speed until you ramp like into like kind of a cool jump. And on your way down with the nat 20 that Mouth Noises just rolled that I didn't totally ask for a roll from, Mouth Noises just reaches out and casually catches you as you jump by and like you land the you land the jump, no worries. And uh, that's that's basically what happens there. Milk the bread. You want to play D and D, but don't know where to play it. What do you do? Let's come back to this at the end of the session. I have lots to say to you. Um, there's also some of our earlier podcasts, which are on Spotify, have some advice for you. But like, we will come back to this. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't want to interrupt the flow of the game tonight to talk about it until the end. Uh, yay buttons. Great. So everyone lands at the base of of the depression. You're at the at the bottom. The lake spreads out before you. The Umbral Sea is a pitch black lake because no light makes it this deep below the floating peak of the mountain above you. The lake is covered in about six feet thick of ice, just stretching across it like pure black smooth ice. There are boulders and rocks that have been displaced over the years that are now covered in frost ringing the edge of the lake. And um, off in the distance, you can see the slight glint of metal poking out of the frost. You also, as the avalanche echoes into silence and the wind begins to return with its sort of gentle, gentle flowing howl, pushing down into sort of the bowl. The wind is always moving down the slopes towards the cold air. And as, as you take all this in, as it echoes around you, you also hear in the distance the Buttons fights the urge to howl back. <laughs> well, guys, we're in the belly of the beast now. No turning back. Better hope that mountain stays up. Wow. I forgot yeah, otherwise I we're that. Be in a depression. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have pulled my back, though. Jeez. Yeah, you guys have some real skill with that. Like, what was that? Beginner's luck? No. 
Absolutely. I used to do a thing back when I was younger. Feeling I got it now, though. All right. Well, I say let's oh, get moving. Buttons look John so modest too. Oh He's the best. <laughs> I want to be like him when I grow up. It's so good. No, you guys don't want to be like me. I just want to get home, get some pizza, and go to bed. Wow. I just imagine it's like this so every relatable. year, though. Like, <laughs> this is a this is a team that's worked together. Like, yes, one hundred percent. It's like this every year. Oh yeah. <laughs> Same crap as always. No. <laughs> it's another day in the office. <laughs> what are you doing? Another day I'm walking towards the metal pole. Okay. Um, you walk over towards the glint of metal, and as you get closer to it, you see it looks like a bear trap, but it's like seven times the size. It's huge. This big ringed spiky thing with springs across the middle, and at the center of it is an entire pig, like... Like, dead pig, but, like, an entire pig sits there. And it looks like it's been there for a while. It's kind of, like, frozen over and, like, darkened and gross-looking. And um, if it weren't for all the frost and ice, it would probably smell atrocious. I'm going to take a step back outside. Can I see, like, the outer ring of the trap? You can't see the whole way around it, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a clear view as far as you okay. can see. And you can actually see another one, like, way off in the distance further the direction you're walking. Okay. I'm going to um, s- s- carefully step out of this one so I'm not, like, if it goes off, I'm not in it. Uh, through a slightly interrupted signal, as though perhaps from a long distance away or there's some kind of interference, um, private rain comes over the comms. <laughs> Recognize those, those are Yeti. Careful. Uh oh. No, I know what that means. Have you These tried turning traps. it off and on again, Rainer? What? Can't. Interference. Oh, Guys. try holding it up. That oh. usually works when I'm in my kitchen. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> These are uh, airborne. <laughs> these are uh, yeti traps. We should probably stay out of them. Oh, that's what oh wow. Said. Yes, John would know, wouldn't he? So cool. Okay. Rain just so, told us on the radio. And we gotta <laughs> keep an eye out in case there are any yetis here. Yeah, I'm assuming that's, that's what the traps are for. Great idea, bud. Chat redeemed highlight my message and said, looks like meat's back on the menu, but I read it as looks like Matt's back on the menu, and I much prefer this. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Okay. Do you want to keep a lookout for us? Who does? But do you want to keep a lookout for us? Yes. I also have dark vision, so I should be able to see things a little bit more clearly. That will be I helpful. do not have dark vision. Oh, yeah. You're like wandering mostly blind then with just the occasional little, glint uh, off yeah, of the He's front. just acting confidently wherever he walks, but he can't see for crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like the cool kid in high school that's wearing the dark sunglasses yeah. in the, like the middle of night and can't see anything, but it's just Absolutely. for the looks. I love that. Uh, um, although I am a little bit small, um, would somebody mind giving me some extra height? Oh, I gotcha. I used to do this for my niece all the time. Oh, <laughs> how, how tall is Mouth Noises? Uh, he's like uh, eight inches tall. 
eight inches? Yeah. It's like a little slime sprite. Okay. You can see the mini on Wash's microphone. Yeah. The little yeah. Well, you can't. Uh, that's that's how tall he is. is that you like <laughs> life size. <laughs> to scale. <laughs> in can in lore canon, he's like uh, he's half a shin. Okay. okay. Half a shin. Yeah. Half a shin. Yeah. Uh, I see. All right. Um. Anyone? Uh, I I can't see very well down here. Do you do you see anything that would resemble a uh, pirate queen's lair? See anything? Let's see. Where's my perception, please? Where are you? Oh boy, this is just a straight roll. Here we go. Oh boy. Okay, that's a solid ten. There we go. I'll give you. I'll give you a help look around. Sure, you can roll to assist. Uh, If you roll above a twelve, then buttons may roll with advantage. Hey, hey, John. You wanna like? I rolled a a seventeen. You got sunglasses. Go ahead and roll again, buttons. Johnny McClane. Yes. <laughs> the sunglasses will give me luck. Do you yeah. wanna oh, no, they account? did not. It's a four. You're going in timeout. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that I just screen captured Trevor's face. I'm going to turn it into an emote for our subs. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. I'm behind that. Uh, sorry, remind me what, what you rolled, buttons. I rolled a four. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, well, that means we've got a 10 to work with. Um, but mouth noises is helpfully whispering like it's that way, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say, Matt? Yeah, Matt, what'd you have? Hey, John, you wanna put your hand on my shoulder so you don't get lost, and and buttons here will lead the way. How about we just tie some rope around each other, you know? And then it's easy if someone if the ice caves in, you know, we can pull them out really easily. Oh, he's so smart! Wow, I never thought of that. <laughs> He's going to tie rope, rope around each of us. Okay. Uh, uh, I think I have rope. Let me, uh, let me see. John McLean, roll a, I guess, slate of hand check to see how well you tie the rope. This will then be opposed by, if you fall, I'll give gravity a strength check to try and okay. pull you guys okay. out. Uh, I do have 50 feet of rope, so I have plenty of rope to do this. All right, you said slate of hand? Yeah. Okay. I am not proficient in that, but I have a positive modifier. Okay. I did not do well. I got a four total. All right. You tie those knots with the best slip knots you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, John, let me just make sure those look good. Um, I'm going to, like, pretend that they look perfectly fine and then try my best to make Correct. them not. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I don't see this. That are okay. horrible. Uh, you can, yeah, you can roll as well. Uh, I got a uh, 17 to fix those knots. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, you fix the knots. You are all now very well tied together. Wow, uh, John, you did a good job. Buttons leading the way. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised I did a good job. Uh, knot tying was never my, my uh, forte, you know? I don't do it very often. I'm out as, of practice. As Buttons kind of forages ahead, you cross you know, frozen, essentially wasteland here at the edge of this lake, looking for some kind of entrance or exit. You pass three more Yeti traps on your way through and uh, still no sign of a Yeti. They're all loaded still, like they haven't been triggered. Um, And then on your way around sort of the opposite bend, like if you were on a clock, you've gone from 12 to 6. On your way around that bend of the lake, you hear a small voice from next to you. Oh, you'll not find the entrance from up here. One must enter through the lake. 
before the freeze, or find themselves stuck here with me. But there's a way, if you can pay, that I can show you all today. So follow oh, wow. me if you dare. I'll lead you out of frozen air. The price Such is simple. Such a helpful man. Small to pay. Just answer me a riddle, eh? Uh, wow, he's a riddle. Nice guy. We'll give you the time to tell us the... Just tell us the riddle, please. <laughs> Very well. I am awesome and shall present you with a riddle. <laughs> I am a man in winter and a drink in spring. I fly in summers. Do you know me? And it's only as he says this that you realize that you don't know where he is. He's just a voice in the darkness talking to you. Can I make a perception check for him? Sure. It's a natural 20. Uh, All right. right. Lots like of that, 26. So 26. That's plenty of, yeah, the natural 20 was enough. That was sufficient. Uh, <laughs> in kind of nestled among the ice shards on the ground, one of them is actually moving a little bit. And it's a little ice elemental, a little tiny ice mafit. And uh, he, as he, as you look at him, he winks at you and then continues kind of just staying there and moving back and forth. He repeats, I just point him out to everybody and be like, oh, hey, he's like right over here, guys. <laughs> he's just a little ice, but hey, you know, man. I don't think you know this very clever riddle. Good eye. <laughs> well. Now you all know where I am. That ruins that part of the joke. So, uh, can you sorry, answer the riddle? Pam. Can you answer what, the riddle? Do you want us to pretend like we don't see you? Actually, yeah, that would make me feel a lot better if we could do that. Um, guys, I was listening to his awesome voice. I what was the riddle? <laughs> I am a man. Is the uh, is the answer Coco? No. I am a man in winter and a drink in spring. I fly in summers. Do you know me? How many guesses Eggnog. do you get? One guess each. That was a Coffee. <laughs> okay, fine. You can guess as many times as you want. I don't see many people. Beer. <laughs> no. Water. Coco. You're very, very cold. <laughs> Yeah, it's I know. It's hot all the snow. Yes. Hot chocolate is hot. Would you say a man in winter, a drink in summer, a drink in spring? Drink I fly in, spring. in summers. I fly in summers. Okay. Yeah. Chat, if you figure out this riddle before they do, uh, no googling. If you figure out this riddle before they do, I'll make the next encounter deadly. Death <laughs> <laughs> of the party. <laughs> No, I won't kill them outright. I'll just put the writ like it'll be really risky. Is it a bird? A man in winter. No. A drink in spring. What was the last part? I fly in summer. Fly in the summer. Fly in summer. Mosquito. No. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of a mesquite. Like... No. Yes. Like the barbecue. It's snow. I got I am it, a guys. Man in the winters because I am snow. And I am a drink in the spring because I am water. And I fly in the summers as I evaporate. Although not many people have discovered evaporation yet, so I don't fault you for not knowing that that's <laughs> like a thing. Yeah, especially down here. Like, not a whole lot of evaporation down this low in the elevation. I'm just slimy all the time. Anyway, follow I am awesome, and I shall lead you to the entrance. 
and he hobbles along on his little ice legs. He's this little tiny oh. ice elemental. Um, he he kind of oh. hobbles along ahead of you, and then he takes a sharp right turn between two boulders. And on the other side of them, he says, Hold, there is a covered pit trap here. I want you to know Hold. that it would have been very funny to let you fall in, but I chose not to, and I deserve to be on the good list for that. So you take that back to the big guy. Yep. <laughs> so you don't really have any influence. He checks the list without our consult consultation. We're just here to deliver presents, man. Fair enough. And he pulls back uh, at sort of an icy, slushy cover over a pit, and sure enough, there is a covered pit. But at the bottom of it, there is a uh, a hole that kind of leads further down. The hole is four feet wide, like in diameter. It's actually like a an, an air shaft, like like to get fresh air in and out of the out of the camp down there because you you know i it, the pirate queen obviously like she, when she hibernates for the winter with her crew like they they need fresh air down there even because the lake freezes over and that's where the real entrance is so so you know you're you're gonna be able to go in that way probably is the best best shot unless you can dig through six feet of ice in which case i mean no we'll just we'll just go down the ice shaft and Are john just jumps in that we need to go through the path of air or else we'll be in a scare for the ice is no match. For my magnificent hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that John. was really boring, but John did a really cool thing. He just jumped right down, so I will too. And Matos just jumps down. Okay. Uh, John, you're human. Look at me, I'm like John. Yes. So you're able to slide down there fairly fairly easily it takes some shimmying i mean it's only four feet in diameter which is not a whole lot for for a human no. to maneuver but you're able to do it probably without it let's roll athletics to see if you dislodge your sunglasses here buttons i'll set you down okay uh eight plus five so 13 okay by the way i your, totally guess snow your sunglasses are are totally fine but you have no vision. Like you can't see anything in this hole because you don't have dark vision. So you nope. just jump feet feet first or head first? Uh feet first. Feet first down this this hole that leads further down towards Skull Cavern and have no visibility. Behind you, mouth noises easily clearing through the cave, catches up in no time. And just like bounces off the top of your head. Uh who's Can I next? land on his head? Sure. Like you want to stick the landing? Yeah, just like, on the stick to landing. <laughs> you just land on his head. Mouth noises, is that you? Yeah. I just are you going to stay there, or are you going to get down? He leans in close, like his, his mouth rotates over to the side, and is like <laughs> down by your ear, and he says, I will be your eyes, John. <laughs> I, I need those. Um... At my head cannon is that he never took his hands out of his pockets no, this entire not. time. <laughs> <laughs> Shimming down with his hands in his pockets. Yes. Oh, with no. the present still underneath his arm. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, no. With the Somebody needs to animate arm, this. I don't know if four feet would work, but you find a way. Sure. Because you're j on Life the claim. finds a way. Sure. <laughs> Maybe you're like a snowman. It's like your head and then the present and then mouth noises <laughs> stacked on top of your head. <laughs> um, okay, so who's who's going next, Bob or Buttons? Uh, before I go down, I'm going to lean in to I'm Awesome and go, your good deed does not go unnoticed. 
and Thank I you. use shape water to make a little ice frog. Oh, Thank you very much. Now I won't even spring the trap on you as you leave. And he like walks away with his little ice frog in his hands, like all excited about it. The joy of, of, of midwinter celebration, you know, restored to his heart. Josh. Yes. I'm also going to make a point to step out of the way of the, the uh, hole. So no one else lands on top of me. I mean, it's a ventilation shaft. So like you get down and eventually it evens out, but there you're not standing like you're crawling. You're, I guess shimmying, uh, I shimmying through a ventilation shaft. So I'm going to shimmy away so no one else lands on me. Sure, you shimmy so away from I'm the gonna slide. I'm going to hop down now. Okay, as a gnome, it's pretty easy for you as well. You slide down, no worries. Um, you, with your dark vision, see John McClane shimmying in. Like, he keeps bouncing off of the walls in front of you as he, like, tries to no, figure to the out which way forward. Yeah, oh, Mouth Noises no, it's is it's trying it's to help over here. Uh, Bob the Killer, are you going in? Uh, I'll wait a good five seconds, you know, for safety. Right. Um, safety first, kids. As the OSHA requirements demand. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll pull out my little safety helmet and jump down on. Okay, great. Uh, you jump down. You are a human, so I guess eh, it's fine. You can shimmy down. That's fine. I'm not going to make that difficult for you. Uh, so you all make it <laughs> he into... He doesn't have sunglasses, so it's fine. <laughs> you yeah. are now in this air duct. You are crawling above Skull Cavern, and it's not long before you get your first hole that's looking down into the cavern. It's not so small or not so large that you're going to fall right through it, but it's not so small that you can't see through it. So John McLean, for the first time really in this whole adventure, you can see uh, looking down through that hole, you are at the top of Skull Cavern. And Skull Cavern was pretty aptly named, it turns out. It is shaped like a skull resting on its side. So you are up near where one of the ears would be. And then uh, on the ground beneath you would be like the inside of a jaw and another ear. And then off to your right would be the teeth and the nose and the eyes. And then to your left would be the back of the head. So you're looking down and you can see a veritable city of pirate camp. There are all of these crazy um, like kind of lean to and, and weird wacky, not square looking constructions of just sort of like wood buildings. They're all kind of hobbled together with whatever materials they could get to the bottom of a lake. Um, but they have made good use of them. There are torches burning all over the place. You can see hundreds and hundreds of pirates. Um, and even a couple of like, there are little slave camps at the outside edge of the thing where slaves are doing sort of the menial tasks, the washing and polishing armor and stuff like that. Um, you can, you can just barely see from your vantage point a, and we'll say all of you can see this from different vents, but you can just barely see from your vantage point that in the two eyes, which would be stacked one on top of the other, in each of the eyes that are smaller caves, there is a large crimson tent with like a flag outside of it and a couple guards posted and stuff like that. Um, and you can also see that at the very center of the, the pirate city, there is a ring with like a wooden fence around it. And there are people who are kind of, it looks like they're just sort of drunkenly brawling and people are placing bets on it. It's like a fighting pit, you know? Yeah. Um, do you want to try? Oh, it's also, it's about 300, maybe 400 feet up is where you are. Um, okay. So we're, we're very high. Yeah. And your ventilation shaft continues the whole way across to come down like at the top of the skull. So the eyes would be to your left as you, you know, if you went the whole way down and then tried to dig out or whatever. Guys, I think we should go to the skull. Uh, chat. Yes. There's eggnog. Um, 
egg grog. Egg grog. Hey, yeah. Can I? Can, can I get eggnog delivered to my house? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that'd be a good idea. Because then, uh, then it'd be waiting for you when you get back after the mission. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rainer, uh, could you order me some eggnog? Roger, that. I don't know what he said, but I hope he said he did. Guys, we lost connection with Rain. Don't even bother. That static's annoying. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder which one of those places down there is uh, Sarka's. Because remember, we need to. We need to get in, drop the gift, and get out. Yeah, I, I believe nice where we. I believe nice the leader is right the crimson tent in the skull, and that's where we should head. You think so? That's my best guess. If you're a leader, wouldn't you be there? I'm going to add some dice to the tension pool for time passing. Yes. Also, uh, we got a redeem in chat. Ooh. Action trope. All right, let's figure out which action trope we're adding. This is where I'm going to roll a d6, and it's going to correspond to the action trope that I literally just drop oh. into the adventure here. You can continue your conversation. I'll figure right. out how to work this in. John's like, all right, follow me. And he's going to head towards the, the skull. I think you said to the left. Uh, I mean, it's straight ahead for you. Because oh, okay. the, the ventilation shaft is just a straight line that goes the whole way around the skull. And oh, there are okay. others, but they don't connect to each other. Um, as, you, as you make your way kind of down, the, it becomes a little bit of a slide. And so you're able to kind of shimmy your way down feet first and, and get where you're going. As you get to the base level, there's the slave camp in front of you um, where they've been, you know, doing menial tasks. But you look into the slave camp and you realize that there are several, like, artificers at the center of it. Like, people with all these weird tools and, and mechanics around them. And you can hear... You can hear them talking to each other just a little bit. You get a snippet of their conversation. Ah, oh, this was a great plan by the captain. Captain Moran's going to get them good this year. Yeah, she's going to really get Captain Winters back this time around. And you can see that between them is some kind of construction with like wires coming out of it. And it looks like maybe a timer on the top. Uh, and, and then there's like, you know, red wires looping around it and blue wires looping around it and some weird runes that maybe correspond to the time on the top of it. And they're, they're kind of putting this thing together. You guys make that group vote. Do we stop this or just continue forward and ignore? Mm. It sounds like it might involve us a little bit. Goodbye. Um, I'm not very smart. Well, it's something that will be used against Captain Winter in some way. So we either move on, deliver the gift, and then deliver the information, or we drop down, figure out what it is, sabotage it, and then deliver the gift. At that if very we... moment, you hear the people talking to each other, and they go, should we test the, the prototype one? Yeah, let, let's run the test. Hey, you lunatics! And they yell to everybody around them, and you can see that they're all also intoxicated. They've got all these like green bottles of egg grog that they've been you know, getting in the, in the holiday spirit, the midwinter spirit. Check this out! And they throw the device up in the air, and you hear it go tick, 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 and then boom, it blows up, and the spell Fireball is cast around it at level five. Just this huge burning inferno appears up in the air and around them you know everyone is cheering and like yeah do it again they're like not the other one this is a special delivery for captain winters this is the last time he takes a ship from our fleet 
and you can, you know, they, they take the other one and they head over towards the Crimson Tents with it. I think I, I vote we do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta do something, but they're going to where we need to go anyway, so let's just head over to the Crimson Tents and we'll uh, address it. Do you think if we stop them, we'll get employee of the month? Probably not. I've been doing this for a while. I've never gotten employee of the month. Can they split that four ways? Wow, he's so jaded and cool. <laughs> I continue crawling with uh, mouth noises. With on your hands head. in your pocket? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see you, Just, Just propelling your, like, holding your torso up with your abs? Yeah. I got really good core strength. <laughs> Unbelievably. Oh, we got a redemption for the tension pool. Yep, I have already done the Perfect. addition. All right, we're 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 moving forward towards the Crimson Tent, John. Okay, so first you need to get out because the ventilation shaft is like, there. it's just a shallow hole in front of you in the in the wall. So you're like, your face uh, is kind of pressed up against it looking towards the slave camps. In fact, for the sake of ease and, and plot hole convenience, there are four of them stacked on top of each other. So you're all, faces are pressed against so you can see out and hear. But like, they're still, they're, they're face sized. Like, you're going to have to find a way through there. Uh, I go through it. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. Mouth noises. Just... I, can, I can squeeze through a, a, an opening as wide as one inch. All right. Well, yep. You then you just was... pop out the other side. You easily bloop right through the hole. Uh, you are at, on, because guys. you're right along the wall, you are still outside of the glare of torchlight from the slave camp in front of you, but only by a few feet. Like, if you go too much further, you're going to be in line of sight to them. Well, I'm only a foot, so that's okay. So looking around at this at this ventilation shaft from the outside, like what do I see? Do I do I see any sort of maintenance access panel or um any any loose stones that might be around that I could pull out from the outside? What's the shaft made out of? It's just like burrowed into the stone. Like it, it's oh, natural sure. stone around the cavern and then it's been dug out. Um, oh, okay. It actually it bears all the hallmarks of having been dug by a, a particular race of mole folk. It's about that <laughs> size and shape. Uh, but anyway, so the you're looking around for like a, some kind of access panel or whatever, and you actually find there's a, a small portcullis grate in the ground at the base of the tunnel, and mm. underneath of it you can see like a hatch and a lever. So it's like meant to be. If you climbed in, you couldn't get to the lever to open the portcullis, but you of course can simply slide ooze right through yeah, the, I just go, the, yep you just whoop right in there so he just like whoops off into the distance and and is like he just jumps down a hole and is out of your line of sight um he, down there. Wait for him. he, he looks like he's I doing worry something about him. there are he's gonna make it? while this is going on i'm just like humming the mission impossible song i'm just like <laughs> 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 he's John, done this before guys you know we'll just wait for him to do his thing you know pull that lever pull that lever john is cool the lever, is in, the lever is in the upright position, <laughs> and it can be pulled to the left or the right. On one side, there's a triangle icon, and on the other side, there's a square icon. Oh, he's just doing both of them. Like, like with, the, with the music, he's like... <laughs> and then he realizes what he's doing. Okay, what happens gonna, while, that's, while that's going on? <laughs> I'm going to clear the tension pool. Uh, <laughs> 
This is great. All right, great. So he's humming and moving the thing. You guys can't hear him hum or see him moving the lever. What you see is underneath of you, a hatch keeps opening and closing on John McClane's shins as it like opens and he slightly falls in feet first and then it shuts again. It's not enough to like hurt you. It's just like, and you can't make it the whole way in. Also, you can hear outside like, whoop, 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 beep, beep. Like an alarm keeps trying to go off, but does not actually go off. The pirates are looking around with absolutely no idea what to do with this, like, stimulus. They're all like, like is this the egg grog? Are you hearing that too? Like, Barry, what, what is that noise? And then a couple of people who are, like, in the guard towers at the tunnels that are supposed to lead into the Skull Cavern kind of make their way out of their guard houses and, like, start walking towards the hatches to see if they can figure out what's going on. You can hear one of the engineers who helped make the bomb go, that thing's always on the fritz. I, I, I don't understand why we have an alarm system based in a giant, like, thing of ice. Like, come on, of course something's going to go wrong with it. And they're So they're not paying much attention, but <laughs> the problem remains that just in sync to Mission Impossible, boop, boop, <laughs> And then the hatch, dun, 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 like just like that. So uh, what do we do with that, you guys? Uh, Matt, <laughs> could you stop that? Leave it on the hatch open side. Can I make an intelligence check to see if I can like, put two and two together of what's happening? Uh, you don't need to make an intelligence check. You can figure it out. Unless you want to. If you think that's funny. I want to. Okay, do it. I want, I want to. to. Do it. DC I'm not 10, very smart. a person of average intelligence could figure it out. Oh, just barely. 11. All right. Nice. You've had an intuition about that noise you're hearing. <laughs> Wait a minute. It seems to correspond with the lever going in one direction. <laughs> but it takes him a long time to figure it out. Yeah, so um, like you get the whole way through. There's like a... Longer than it should. Hatch. Because he starts like jamming to the beat a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You're all like bopping. Don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> As he's slowly entering the. <laughs> his hands left. He's, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> the present like is still floating on top of your head, so the hatch like sends you through but blocks the present and then opens and the present falls and like clonks you on the top of your head. Take one point of damage. Just the present like clonks you right on the skull. It's like Fair. a big heavy Ooh, built damage. present. Yeah, clonk, clonk damage. damage. That's a type of damage now in D D. That's canon. We made that a thing. It's official. Yeah. No going back now. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, so right. he uh once the grate's open, he's gonna like try and stealthily slip down. Okay. I'm going to roll to see how many hatches they've covered already since we made a good amount of progress through the Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> the guards are two hatches away from you, and it seems like it's taking them about 30 seconds to like open up, the, on, you know, reach in, open up the hatch, and then stick their head in and check what's going guys, on. Guys, we got to get out of here now. Quick, hurry, um, hurry. Get down, get down, get down. Okay. 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 Uh, how would you like to hide? Like, what, what's your plan? Or, or how do you want to move? What, do you, what are you doing? Do you want some more description? Do you want some more exposition? Yeah. When we right. slip out of the hatch, what do I see? All right. You are now standing in Skull Cavern proper. You are at the top of the head of the skull. Um, to your right is the back of the head. So it's kind of curving away from you. And then to your left would be the front of the head where the face is. So if you go to the left, if you follow the, the wall to the left, the next thing you'll come to would be the two um, eye caverns that are stacked on top of each other with the red tents in them. 
directly in front of you, looking in towards the center of Skull Cavern, is the Pirate City proper. And you can now see a little bit of a sense of depth because you're on the ground. So you can see kind of a skyline. And they've built like four and five story buildings down here out of like wood and mud and thatch and whatever they could figure out. Um, from from this underwater kind of haven they've made at the center of skull cavern there is that pit ring thing and you can also now see that where the ears would be in skull cavern um, there has been a hole made that's allowing water to basically waterfall with laminar flow like just a straight line from one ear right down to the other ear and that's their source of water it looks they've it looks like they have deliberately sized this hole to look as though the skull was shot through the head like shot from one side to the other. It's like exactly musket ball sized. Um, <laughs> I am awesome. Asked how do they breathe? We've just established there's a bunch of ventilation shafts. Uh, that's how we they just breathe. went through them. Yeah, they just yeah. climbed in through the way that they breathe. Um, there are there are four to twelve ventilation shafts depending on what's convenient for the plot whenever we need them. So <laughs> the <laughs> it's a one shot, you guys. I'm not taking it too seriously. Um, you can also see now that there's a whole big variety of stuff in the pirate city. There are markets where people are selling the various things they've stolen or more like bartering and trading. Like they're selling my loot for your loot kind of a thing. Um, there are actually smaller fighting pits around the outside. It looks like there might be some kind of league with like a bracket system and stuff going on. You can see there are some like training centers, like, you know, archery ranges and crap like that. There's even a full sized ship where they can train new hands to like, here's how you do the rigging and whatever. And you can also now see because you're on the ground level that the um, two eyes are connected by a rope ladder made from the same rope that a ship's rigging would be constructed from. So in order to get from one to the other, you have to go to the back of the lower eye, climb up, and then you're in the upper eye. The guards Got are it. again about about a minute away from getting into your like where they will see you and notice you and it'll be a thing. If they're on where we are, would they be able to see the eyes or the back of the head? Like I'm looking for a place where we could go that they wouldn't be able to see. Well, so you can see you can see a bunch of stuff because there are torches illuminating it. There's still shadowy spaces between you and there and alleys in the pirate city and stuff like that that oh, you can okay. duck into. Think of it as like a dense urban sort of vibe. Like if Gotham were jank. Then I would like to would... find the nearest like dark alley to slip into. Sure. Uh, you find a dark alley and slip into it, roll a stealth check. Anyone else going with him? I'll be like, come on, guys, oh, yeah. this way. I right. will I will definitely stealth with my with my hero, John McClain. Yes. Oh, wait for me, John. I'm also there. It's important to note I'm wearing chainmail, so uh, my stealth is at disadvantage, and I got a nine total. We just cleared the tension pool, so there's only one die in it, but because Bob the Killer just yelled to John McClane, wait for me, I'm going to roll that tension die just to see if anything happens. <laughs> Lucky you. I got a 23. Holy I got a goodness. I got a non-nat 20. <laughs> Sorry, nat 20. I'm so used to saying non-nat. Wait, so it was a nat 20? <laughs> it was a nat 20, yes. Okay. What did you get, Buttons? 16. And what did you get, John? I got a nine because I'm wearing chainmail and I had to roll a disadvantage. <laughs> and I yelled at him. And, <laughs> and you yelled at him. You're like, shh, like really loud. And it like echoes behind. Um, let me, let's see if the guards see you. I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> you, um, as just as everyone is slipping in, John McClain, you poke your head back out to like make sure everyone gets in safely. And as you poke your head out, you lock eyes with the guards. They're like, uh, uh, we don't, we don't know. Who are you? Who are you? And they start walking towards you. 
Uh, what do you do? Uh, I is, jump is towards it. Dead it? end alley, or is there somewhere to go? It's it's leading into the the urban thrall, so I you can you can. I'm totally going go to it. pull out my hallmark parchment. Okay. And I'm going to write, "My dear child, you are a disgrace. Love, mom." Oh my god. And fold it up and go. Uh, I'm gonna pop my head out and go. Uh, delivery. At the sight of like a small non-threatening gnome, they kind of pull up short and they're like, "Uh, what delivery? Delivery from who?" And they take the parchment. And one of them opens. Is this is this for me or for him? For you. For me. Okay. And the one guard opens it and looks at it and rolls and bursts out crying, like unintelligible sobbing. No words. No. He just falls to the ground on his knees, bursts out crying. And the other guard looks at you, and now he's not looking at you like an an, an intruder. He's looking at you like someone who said something really offensive. Like, why would you do that? What did you do to him? Hey, you, you don't shoot the messenger. I well, I kinda, like, we sometimes we do actually. <laughs> sometimes well, we do. Actually. Well, I'm sorry. You should really help your friend. I don't know what that note said. Uh, all right. He picks it up. It's blank. It doesn't say what? anything. Look, he shows it to you, and it's blank. It's, oh my goodness. Who are you? What What are you doing here? I was just told to deliver a message. Why are you all tied together? Are you slaves? Were you trying to like escape? Are you escaped slaves? Witness me, John McClain! <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and Mouth Noises jumps out in front of him, and I'm going to send you a picture of what he transforms into. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, while you do that, I'm going to add the quote, Witness me, John <laughs> McClain, to our, <laughs> our little repertoire. Oh, Can you pull that goodness. image on the screen? <laughs> Chat, you can see that picture, right? I'm gonna start crying. Can we just talk about the little P in the side bottom right? Is this Pokemon? Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't want to break immersion, but yes, I put the slime on top of Machoke's body. I mean, the champ's body. As in, don't Machoke. <laughs> so yeah, are so you he, still he, like, like eight inches tall? You're just a mini of that? No, no, he's he's like a full six feet oh, tall. He just okay. like bloop, 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 and just <laughs> out with these pecs. And he just like smashes this guy. I would like to I would like to do some dope monk stuff on this guy. <laughs> sure, you have the surprise <laughs> round. Why the other guy is incapacitated for an hour, so <laughs> Well, this is for the other guy. The guy who's not incapacitated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You that dude doesn't even notice him. you. He's just staring at his hands as though they're holding a parchment, bawling. <laughs> I rolled an I rolled an 18. That's a 24 to hit. Sure. <laughs> uh, that's max damage. That's um that's eight point that's eight bludgeoning damage against him. <laughs> okay. You hit him for eight bludgeoning damage. Are you are you multi-attacking? Uh, I will attempt to. What's he look like? Uh, yeah, so you hit him, and it's like a... Is it like an uppercut to the ribs? Like, how are you hitting this man? Oh, man, it's just it's just a clean sock right, right. across the jaw. It's just like, <laughs> like, boom, JoJo angle, and he's just like, boom. All right, you JoJo hit him, and, and he's yeah. like weaving, like... But he's still on his oh. feet. But he's weaving around. He's he's looking well, a little stunned. We're definitely going to do a flurry of blows, and I'm going to hit him two more times. 
All right. Yeah, Buttons is going to be going back there, like whispering, get him again, do it. That's a, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah, that and is. And hey, that's a 19. That's a 25 to hit. Okay. Um, and that's another six points of damage and seven points of damage. So 13 damage. As you just boom, roundhouses, bam, backhands him, and then just uppercuts him right in the, right in the jaw, just like, boom. That and as he does that, he says, Mouth noises the thumb! <laughs> Bam! You uppercut him in the jaw, yeah. and he goes flying, launched, a d20 feet away. Nine. Nine feet away. <laughs> Bam! Launched this man. She zooms back. He skids a little bit along the stone cavern ground and lays there unconscious, sprawled on the ground. His, his egg grog rolling out of his hand, scattered along the stone floor. And the slaves notice, but, like, don't say anything. They all kind of look at you. Like, they're all frozen, wide-eyed. And then they look at each other. And then, like, <laughs> and they, like, keep washing their, you know, their laundry or whatever, like, doing their work. Um, you do see one of the, the guard patrol that went the other way around is probably only two or three minutes from discovering this unconscious I'm, man. But for the moment, nobody is pursuing you. So I would, as I would like to look over my shoulder at the rest of everybody and flex and say, for Captain Winter. <laughs> okay. Just thumbs up, nod. As I'm was going to... Hang on, what, what you ahead. got, Matt? Sorry. Go ahead. Actually, no. I realized I'm too small to do this. Hey, guys, okay. I need help. Okay, I need someone to go flip the guy over. And bring the egg grog closer back to him. I'm going to just bring him and the egg grog all the way back to the alley. And I'm going to pull the crying guy into the alley also. No, uh, no, no, no. John, I, I got this, okay? I, I got a A-plus badge and body hiding in, right, in, in Killer Scouts, okay? You, go. you, you got it. You got this. I'll, also, oh, yeah. I'm going to start untying the ropes. Uh, we don't need this rope anymore. I think it'll hinder us here. Killer Scouts? <laughs> Back in, the, back in the you know when I was <laughs> in my seven teens. Wow. Uh, John's gonna untie the rope from himself. All right. Uh, um, so just the other three of you are still tied. I'm going to untie my rope as well. Uh, well, you're gonna you're you're all gonna try actually because Bob the Killer yeah. went back and made that a really good knot. So I. I mean, I just I had gooped out of it earlier. Yeah, you gooped yeah, out. You can what goop skill? Out. Do you think someone should roll to untie a knot? Is that sleight of hand? Sleight of that's hand. probably sleight of hand. Roll sleight of hand. Uh, that's a better roll than my knot tying roll, thankfully. Um, that's an eleven. Uh, seventeen. Okay, John McLean, you are barely able to get out of the knot, but it like takes all of your Boy Scout training. <laughs> uh, buttons, you are you are like this knot is really good. And uh, I am awesome. <laughs> Have a nice evening. John, this knot is really good. I can't get out. Enjoy Man, your egg grog. Uh, I'll, I'll help you, Buttons. I'm gonna assist Buttons and untie. From outside the knot, it's fine. Like you're you're okay. not at a weird angle or anything. So you you together the two of you easily get it untied. Everyone is out of the rope. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Can I have that John, rope back? Please, such good buttons. You want my rope? Okay. Yeah. Here you go. I'll pay you back whenever we get back. Okay. You can I, just I, give me the rope back. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tie the two guards together. Okay. Um, And I'm going to find, like, an empty corner of this slave's area and just, like, drag them over there. Okay. And then give them their eggnog grog. 
and sure. and put it next to them uh, and just comfort the crying guy and and whisper into his ear your mother wasn't lying <laughs> okay that's not really comforting but sure he was he doesn't even acknowledge you like he's just so far gone the intent wasn't to comfort the intent was to think that i was comforting him i and see then backstab him with the truth uh, got him all right, guys, the next guard's coming, so we got to move. Yep, we're I up get, to three get, dice in the tension pool. Do I get critical damage activity. for that since I backstabbed him with words of truth? Uh, no, you, you don't deal any damage with that. You just, sure, you deal psychic damage. You hit him with some psychic damage, he's sad. Um, he needs therapy for the rest of his life, but he can't get it because he's on pirate life, which like doesn't come with like medical coverage or anything, so that's you know rough for him. A hard Mental life, health man. is health. That's right. <laughs> We must find the explosive devices, my friends. <laughs> are you still the giant? Like, are you just staying Absolutely. in this? Absolutely. Okay. We also, <clears throat> we also must deliver this gift. I think. We'll find out sooner. Wow, mouth make sure, what can we do? Make sure that you deliver it. No one else can... It has to be found by... Because they were not on the notch list. I think I understood. Yeah, me too. Let's go. We're gonna. I did not, but I will follow. John I'm gonna McClane. go. Um, I'm gonna beckon mouth noises to like bend down to my level. Yes, Miss Buttons. What is thy bidding? I didn't actually understand. Well, you fooled me, and I will believe you to the end. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go. At this moment, the other patrol comes walking up, and you slip out of the alley just in time. There's like a brief music hit, a suspense, but then it falls back into silence as they come around the corner Those and you're the on the other side. Those are the best parts of the movie. Make yeah. a survival check, uh, John McLean, who's leading the group, to navigate the town towards where you want to go, because you're now like within the metropolis, so you need to uh, find your way to where you're 15. headed. Fifteen. Yep, you figure it out. Um, let's see. Who wants to keep lookout for you guys while you're moving? It can't be John McClane. He's navigating. He can't focus on lookout as well. I will keep a lookout for you, John McClane. I have been your eyes in the past, and I will be your eyes in this moment. Mouth noises. Roll an eye noises check. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe helping. You're just so in awe of John McClane. That as he's navigating, you're just watching. You're soaking it in. I'm, I'm giving I him status updates of everything around that doesn't matter. Yeah, like, the ground the is are hard. constructing things. They are washing pots and pans. One is wringing out a pair of socks. Noises. I, I appreciate the commentary, but we're trying to keep a low profile here. You turn I around. I agree. There are some rats walking around nearby. They have left and gone down the side alley. Who you call in rat? You turn a corner and right there are three large humanoid creatures. Their bodies covered in uh, like geometric rock formations. They each of them carries a giant club in one hand, and they all have like sort of light like leather armor over like their shoulders and stuff. But like they are naturally armored as rock creatures. These are the Hematitians. Uh, there are three of them standing in front of you, and the one who spoke is in the center, and he's the tall one, and he's like 
you know, kind of tapping his club against his other hand as he sits there. Who you calling rat punk? Sounds to the- me like we caught ourselves a couple of sneaks. Hey, wait, guys, I got this. Um, hey, um, big rock guy. I, um, what's your name? I, I can't really have a conversation with you if I don't know your name. My, my name's Bob. We're not really here to have conversations. How about you tell us what you're doing right now, sneaking through back alleys? This is really awkward because, you know, we're in the middle of inspection and you've kind of interrupted and we're going to have to start docking points. And when we turn this back into the Pirate Queen, she's not going to be very happy about this report, okay? The slaves have not been working nearly hard enough um, and... You know, we found two drunks back there passed out, and, you know, f- roughly, let's say, four people could just be sneaking through this camp, and we, the, she would not like that. Roll, I'm, I'm totally... really, roll persuasion. It's or, really no, not deception. good business roll deception. to have people sleeping on the job, man. <laughs> oh, no. There are three intimidating foes before us, John McClain. Bob the killer appears to be making a very good argument to deceive them. I got it. I got it, Ted. Roll it with disadvantage, because Mouth Noises was just like, there are enemies right in front of us. I don't think I could roll any lower. I still got a 10. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a floor to this. Um, His knees appear to be shaking, John McLean. They are also participating in the festive egg grog, so I'll give them disadvantage, too. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, so the the two guys are on the edges, the two hematicians who have not spoken yet, look in at their leader buddy and go, "Oh, nothing. If we lo- if we get called out in an inspection, it's gonna be it's gonna be the noose for all of us. She'll send us right to the pit and then hang our dead bodies if we even win." And the other one turns to him and goes, "Yeah, man, don't do. We got we got to get out of here. They'll they'll forget they saw us, right? You'll forget you saw us." And the guy in the middle goes, "There are no inspections." <laughs> and he just lifts up his club and attempts to wail you with it. Uh, can I what pull is... him out of the way? Uh, you can make a dexterity save. Bob, uh-huh. what's your AC? Uh, my AC is 13. 13. And just like that, you're in combat. With a whack, Bob the Killer takes... Where are my D6s? Here they are. I got an 8 on my dex save, by the way. Okay. Bob the Killer takes four points of damage. The dex save is not high enough to half damage yeah. and pull him out of the way of a glancing blow. So you take yeah. four points... Um, the, it's now going to enter your 60 seconds to talk tactics. But before we do, you all hear one, the leader hematician say to one of his buddies, go and alert the others. We can handle this rabble. And so one of them like sprints off in the other direction. Okay. I would like to chase that one. I'm going to cast hold person on him. Oh, okay. Uh, you can use a reaction to cast hold person and then we'll talk tactics. Uh, what's his DC and such? Let me pull it up really quick. Dun, 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 Sorry, sorry. I You're fine. I am pulling up all this info. Just giving us a okay, little so, action music here. <laughs> so my save is uh, 13. Dude. Uh, it is a wisdom saving throw. Okay. All right. So he, um, he freezes like mid-step. And with one leg up in the air and cannot hold his body weight and just topples to the ground in like a frozen running man pose. It's like, 
lands now that's no way to treat your inspectors how long is hold person concentration of one minute okay great so remember if you break concentration then he'll escape but otherwise you're holding for for one minute uh great you have 60 seconds now to talk tactics and then we will enter combat go I am um, just gonna gonna wail on the guy in front and just just uh, try and I'm, make quick work of him as question. possible. We have a DM. question. I too will wail the one in the middle, John McClane. Ari has am a question. To, what is it? Yeah, am I able to do anything while doing a concentration spell? You can cast any non-concentration spell. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, I need to can, figure out what I'm going to do now. I'm just gonna con- I'm gonna stick to my my bit of character um, and. Just tell them that, that they brought this upon themselves, and we as inspectors now have the right to to punish them as and a pirate queen would. I'm going to um, support Bob. <laughs> All right. You made a shirt that my, says, uh, I support Bob the Killer. Yes, <laughs> that's a t-shirt that the I need. You quickly <laughs> scribble on parchment. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we enter combat. Who wants to go first? I guess All I right, will. John McLean, you have 10 seconds. What you doing? I am, so I'm using two war picks. Okay. Uh, for those don't that don't know, they're like mini scythes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can Google Google the weapon. Fine. It's pretty cool looking. Um, but yeah, so okay. I will make What's two attacks. Uh, 14 plus 5 for 19 and 15 plus 5 for non-natural 20. Okay. Are they on the same person or each person? Uh, they're on the, the guy in the middle. Okay. The big, big the big dude. Yeah, the damage is 1d8 plus 3, so it's going to be 6 damage on the first strike and 5 damage on the second strike. Okay, you wind up and bam, attack him, bam, attack him, and it seems like he's like extra vulnerable to a pick. Like, it seems like it's it's really, like, he really doesn't like the feeling of being hit by a pick. I mean, nobody would, but it seems like it's it's like really smooth the way that it cuts through the rock, like, armor on his on his body. So you leave two really solid hits on him, and he like, like you know, he's he's really unhappy about it. All right. And as I'm doing this, we are inspectors for the pirate queen. Listen to us. Uh, okay, roll intimidation. Okay. Uh, buttons, what are you doing? Well, I'm supporting Bob, so I'm gonna hold my turn. Okay, Bob, what you doing? But I'm still concentrating. Um, uh, intimidation is 16. Okay, uh, Bob, what you doing? I'm gonna go ahead and be like. Another group we have to dispatch. You know, at least the last group had the sense to bribe us to get out of an execution. Uh, also, roll intimidation. I'm just Bob's not doing okay today. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and do my support. Okay. Oh, uh, do you want me to go ahead and nine. write a letter to the pirate queen? I have like the the parchment, and I'm getting ready to like write something. I can get word to her right now. I got a nine. Okay. Uh, Is anyone going to interact with... Oh, are you asking the Hematicians if they want you to write? Or are you asking the party? No, I'm asking um, Bob. Okay. Well, they're not going to bribe us to make this go away. I guess we have to. Uh, Uh, Mouth noise is also what you do. Uh, well, once they're done, I'm going to follow with a good old one-two punch. Do I need to roll <laughs> anything? or No, you're fine. 
Everyone's yeah. been, yeah. Uh, mouth noises. Go ahead and follow up with your one-two punch. Beat him up. That is a 25 to hit and a 18 Good to night, hit. Good night, man. Yes, you hit both times. On the same person? Yeah, the, the, the big ugly one in the middle. Okay. That's eight. Oh, I rolled two fours. That's 16 nice. points of damage. Goodness. Um, just bam. And then boom. I just do the like two fists together, hammer punch him down. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So you just like everyone is just wailing on this guy in the middle. Boom, boom. The two picks and everything. And you're also yelling intimidating things at him. And finally it's like, okay, okay. Maybe I was wrong. Fine. And he like, stop, stop fighting me. Stop hitting me. Just look. It sounds like maybe everyone could be amenable to a financial remedy to this situation. Is that, is that what we're talking about here? Is that what I'm hearing? Is that? Uh, hold, hold the inspector. The price just went up, man. <laughs> Waiting. What? What? What are you looking for? What do you? What? what what's it gonna take to make this go away? And next well, to him, uh, you can see his other hematician friend like nodding, like seeing how much trouble you just put us through. I would say, uh, how heavy is your purse, kid? I well, oh. I I didn't cause any trouble, right? Like I I I could probably I'm you know I'm not really with him. I didn't hit anybody. I'm just I'm just saying. The other guy starts like talking. You just your lunch money. Oh, um, perhaps, perhaps they could recompense this failed inspection by helping us to inspect those explosive devices properly. True. Ah, yes. You who caused the most trouble, you will be helping us with that. Uh, mouth noises or Bob roll deception. You may choose which. I theoretically should be good. At this. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am not very good. <laughs> but I continue to not be good at this. <laughs> I got a 10. <clears throat> I, got, I got a nat 20. Were we supposed to be rolling individually? Uh, we sure, were supposed Matt to rolled choose. to help you and didn't help, so you don't get advantage. I bet you feel so bad about it. Not having <laughs> advantage on your nat 20. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Two. Uh, okay, so... The they look at each other. I definitely didn't just put something in chat. I did not do that. <laughs> of course not. Uh, Matt, you can have advantage on the next thing. How about that? Okay. No. Uh, they look at each other and like, well, I mean, it can't, it can't hurt to like take them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have like we're allowed to walk into that tent anyway. I don't think I don't think he'll be upset about it, right? I don't know, man. He gets he gets pretty crabby. You know, around this time of year. Think you know who some... else gets crabby? Us. Inspectors. <laughs> Every and I year. stand there like... All right, the all right, all right. Let's, we'll, always we'll take you. At the last second. They don't schedule it ahead of time, no. It's always at the last second. And I just want to enjoy the festivities and my egg grog. But no. <laughs> we don't get that. We gotta work. All right, all right, all right, man. Come on, we'll, we'll take you. And the, the two Hematicians begin walking towards the... Uh, end of the alley. I assume you're all following them. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, they get you halfway across the the pirate city, just navigating through streets. And with these people walking in front of you, it seems like they might be fairly important because the other pirates are like deferring and looking away and stuff as they walk by. However, for the passage of time, that adds our fourth tension die. So we're gonna clear the tension pool and see if anything fascinating happens to you. ATM. Yeah. 
Give me 30 seconds. Give you 30 seconds? Yes. Okay. 30 seconds. Counting. I thought he was going to do a TikTok dance. Yeah, we're timing. He's got 30 <laughs> seconds. Dun, dun, In those 30 seconds, chat, let's decide his fate. When he comes back, what's gone wrong? Find a way to add a complication that involves his character. Does he get separated from the party? Does he, or you guys, the, the, the players can also suggest things. What's a good complication to give him when he gets back? Uh, he, he has to tie his shoe and then gets left behind like in Home literally Alone. about to say that. All right. He follows the wrong guards, hematicians. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> Welcome back, Matt, to the, to the table. The virtual table. I never uh, left. For those of you listening on Spotify, Matt has been here the entire time. We just stopped 30 seconds and stared at each other awkwardly. Yeah, chat with the, <laughs> with the like, poof of smoke behind him. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the you you are following the guards out of the alleyway, and you're really like laser focused in on them, so you don't lose your your path. Um, and you make it to the end of the the edge of the city. You're staring at the two depressions in the wall, the eye caves, before you realize that Bob the Killer is not with you. Bob, having what stooped that, to Matt? tie his shoelace and then stood <laughs> up and immediately hustled to catch up with the guards, you realize about 10 minutes later that you are following a different set of guards and the party of like, like you have no clue where they are. The guards you're following are walking towards the pit where like all the fighting is happening. And just as you realize this, they turn around and spot you and they're like, who the heck are you? Um, I bring egg grog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's literally holding up eggnog that I think he just had door dashed. Uh, you sure you are a, you pick up a bottle from the ground and you hold it up to them. Roll persuasion. I'll That's give you a commitment to a bit. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is something. Oh, finally. Uh that is a 18. All right. And they're like they look at you and they're they're like hostile and looking at Oh, he's got Eggrog. Get up in here, man. You came to watch the fights? Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, you know, throw an arm around your shoulder and kind of stagger up to the front of the pit with you. They get I'm ready. They get right up to the front row. You're all like, "Cheers, man." And they like clink their Eggrog glass against yours. Um, and you get there just as a fight's ending and they're, you know, who wants some next? And this incredibly beefy, like built dude is in the, in the pit. He's got his shirt ripped off and he's got a saber in his hand. And the two dudes who are with you are like, this guy wants some. Hey, don't worry. We'll hold your egg grog. And they like try <laughs> to push you into the ring. What do you do? Does he kind of look like Ja'an McLean? <laughs> sure. No, Why not? Like envy. No, he looks like Sylvester Stallone. He <laughs> or that's fair. The the, oh, the legendary like, um, cannoneer, uh, Sil Sylvester Stallion. Sylvester Stallion, the legendary was... cannoneer, is in the ring looking for <laughs> looking for a fight. He goes, "All right, you want some? If you can best me in the pit, I'll give you everything I captured on the last ship I took." And he points, oh, and in the father. distance, there's like a stack of like gold and nope. barrels and stuff. Here I go killing again. 
brave words and you like hop into the ring as that's happening we zoom over to the other side of the well to the edge of the pirate city the three of you have been led by the guards to the first cave they as they lead you towards the cave there are two other guards at the front who give them kind of weird looks and like don't worry man it's cool it's a it's it's an inspection you just just pretend you didn't see them okay it's best if we just and they like keep going and the three of you follow them in they push uh, open the fabric of the tent and the big one goes clear the room and everyone like quick runs out of the tent you are now alone in the tent with a bomb do i do i do i notice bob is missing uh yes you have noticed that bob is missing are the rings telepathic or yeah the rings like they work over any distance so you can actually hear him say oh here i go killing or whatever he said uh oh dear spoken like a true accountant (laughs) uh i guess we'll have to find him after this (laughs) i try to whisper as quietly to mouth and buttons as possible you also hear him whisper i guess we'll have to find him after this so bob you know that like they're not coming Uh, the in the room in front of you, the, it's a very sparsely um, populated room. It's it's bare wooden floors that have been laid inside the tent, and then there's several tables, and most of them are empty. The one at the middle of the table has the bomb on it, and then there's a couple with like various spare parts and stuff like that, just kind of sitting around. As you walk up towards it, the big guy goes, um, "All right, now what what do you need to see here? Take a look at this." And he picks up the bomb, and as he picks it up, you hear a click. Uh, did you just arm that man? I, I don't know. I've never... I just was here to help you inspect it. Don't look at me. What are you doing? And he, like, hands it to you. Like, this is clearly your area. And he, like, hands it to you and just rushes out of the tent. Tick. I'm going I'm to inspect it. Tick. You inspect it. On top of it, there are glowing glyphs that are counting down from uh, 10. Oh, they, no. Like, ten. one from zero ten? zero zero one zero 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 ten minutes. They're counting oh, down minutes. from okay. 10. Um, but it's just tick. Uh, as are this, any of you, go ahead. Yeah. Are any of you skilled in um, tinkering? <laughs> I know that gnomes are tinkerers, but my specific strain of gnome is not tinker. Mouth. I am not. I am not smart, John McLean, but I can play the kazoo and inspire you. <laughs> That would be wonderful. And I'm going to just inspect this bomb and try and figure out how it works and how I could stop it. Roll investigation, and I'm assuming you have inspiration. I think that's what it sounds like. Oh, no, you're not a bard. You're a monk. No, he's not. So he's just... <laughs> yeah, no, it's just literally just like <laughs> playing the, he's kazoo. playing the kazoo. Is it the Mission Impossible theme? Is that the only song he knows? Uh, Sure. <laughs> um, I can gotta... I accompany him on my recorder? Because I am, skilled, I am skilled in recorder. Sure. I got a... I got a 13 on my uh, investigation. Okay. As you do that, this takes 10 seconds, which happens to be one round of combat. So we're going to tell these stories side by side. So as you start this, we jump over to the ring where Bob the Killer has just been thrust into the ring by his new drinking buddies. We're like, don't worry, man, we'll hold your drink. And on the other side is this like, all right, you be ready to fight. I don't, he got more piratey, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you be ready to fight. And he like rips the rest of his tattered shirt off that was like wrapped around his waist while he has on his like generic leggings. And, and he's standing there with his sword in his hand and he goes what be ye name and he levels the sword at you uh it's bob good sir what's your name 
I think I already was given a name, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> I believe it was Silver Stallion. Oh, yes, Sylvester Stallion. That'd be my name. Are you? Have you had too much egg grog? I've had just enough egg grog. Enough talking, let's fight. And he lunges towards okay. you. We shoo, zoom back over to the other room with your investigation of 16, right? 16? Thirteen. With your investigation of thirteen, as you turn the device over, it seems like there are three colored wires that are connecting to the the glyphs that are counting down and sort of bridging that gap to the rest of the device. And you also kind of get the sense that, like, at the end of the countdown, like something bad will happen. That's sort and, of the oh, sense. We saw one go off, so you know, I don't want this oh, yeah, that's one to true. go off. You don't even need an investigation to determine that. You're right. I'm gonna add a so, die to the tension pool. Uh, go I can ahead hear and this, tell me what right? you're doing. I can hear them talk about this, You right? can hear them talk, yes. Only their dialogue. Okay. So I know they're defusing a bomb. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, what are you guys doing? What, what's next? We're in uh, the room with you three. Okay. Uh, I guess I rolled investigation. Um, can I, like, follow the wires and figure out what each wire does? Or is that, um, is that part no, of the investigation? No, you weren't able to figure out what each one did. You okay. just can see it. Um, we can't repeat skill checks under tension. Um, like that, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like he's already looked yeah, at yeah. it and, and told you what I he can I say we out. pull all of the wires, John McClane. Uh, I feel like one of them, at least one of them, probably sets it off. One of them probably disarms it, and I don't know what the third one would do. You're much smarter than I, so that... Okay. Would any kind of like arcana check help with this or that's a good idea there's runes on it go ahead and roll arcana buttons ouch nope that's a nine uh ah, it do you is... know how to disarm a bomb the effect is magical you can figure that part out like if it goes off that's a magical effect well uh, they they caught us something I'm, I'm a little busy though <laughs> Uh, cut back over. I'm a little busy, though. Now we're in the ring, and he's lunged towards you. Um, Sylvester Stallion, the pirate, has just rolled a nine to hit. Did he hit you? No. All right, so you, like, <laughs> dodge out of the way, and now the fight has begun. What are you doing? All right, tell me what it looks like on the back. Uh, I describe <laughs> what I see to him. I'm going to go for a uh, a dive roll, try to make some distance. So make it look are... like I'm sizing him up. There were okay. some runes on the top, which probably triggered the fireball, and then there were three wires, and there's a countdown that started at 10 minutes. What color are the wires? Uh, what color are the wires, Josh? As you do your dive roll, are you going towards or away from him? Away. Away. Okay, so you dive roll away from him, and it brings you to the edge of the ring. The pirates at the edge of the ring, like, push you back into the fight. Like, don't run away, you coward! And they, like, push you back towards him. Um, the in the room, what are what do you ask them to describe? This is hard to do. Concurrently. What are the what are the color of the wires? The color yes. of the wires. There's a red, a blue, and a yellow. Uh, red, blue, and yellow. <laughs> we zoom back to the ring as you're rushing back towards him. He takes his turn to attack you, and he rolls. Dang, he's not rolling very well. He rolled another nine. Um, so he attacks you, and you because you got pushed towards him this time, you just roll the other direction. So you come up <laughs> behind him. Uh, what are you gonna do next? Am I literally behind him? Uh, you're yes, you're literally behind him. Like he took a swing Seven. at you and you rolled through it. I'm going for the kill. <laughs> Bob the killer going for the kill. Oh, no, Bob the no killer. No one's surprised. Uh, oh, Bob boy. the killer. Can he yes, kill we him? him? 
Yes, he can. All right, I'm gonna pull out the uh, the good old dagger. The old the old dagger. Um, and go to climb up his back because I'm assuming he's like probably a good head or more taller than me. He's he's taller than you for sure. Yeah. Um, and and go for like right in the neck shoulder region, just somewhere in there. Get him in the back with the dagger. All right, roll your sneak attack. Yeah. That's going to be a 13. Okay. You climb up and you plunge your dagger into his neck. Roll damage as we zoom back over to the other room. Just DM me the damage. I don't care what the number is for the stream. Um, DM me the damage. We zoom back over to the other room where you're looking at a red, a blue, and a yellow wire. Uh, it's red, blue, and yellow. We're on a time crunch here. Give me a second. Ah! What you got, Mouth Roses? Oh, your mic is off, Mouth Noises. Oh. Oh, no. Bob, how far away are you? Are you nearby? Can I can I help you? No, I I, I think I've got this one. He's at the fighting pit, Mouth. mouth. It's the <laughs> mouth. blue one crossing the yellow. Is it crossing the yellow? Um, are there, are yes. they crossing or are they all like parallel? The, so there are three wires. The blue is crossing the yellow, and then the red is by itself. Okay. They're like blue. twisted together. The blue and okay. yellow are a twisted pair. Blue blue and yellow are twisted together, and red's by itself. This brings us to four dice in the tension pool. I'm going to roll. Okay. All right. Uh, we zoom back over to the ring where with the dagger plunged in his neck, Sylvester Stallion is roaring. Arr! And he grabs you, and he flips you over him. He rolled a 16. Does that work? No, that hit me, yes. Yeah, okay. So he flings you over him and he slams you into the ground. Ooh. You take nine points of damage as he just like body slams you onto the ground and you're now prone. He stands up and like rips the dagger out of his neck and drops it on the ground. So it's close enough that you could pick it up if you wanted to, but you're not holding it at the moment. Um, and he kind of stomps away from you. At the same time, while you're laying on the ground and your vision kind of like, you know, is fuzzy for just a half second, when it fades back in, you can see three people who are listening kind of intently to what you're saying. Like, it seems like they might have realized that you're talking to someone else about something that's not related to the fight. They don't look even a little bit drunk. Like, their egg grog bottles are full. Uh, okay. What do, what are you going to do next, Bob uh the Killer? Can I roll to remember bomb defusal class when I was <laughs> 17 years old? Uh, you do have advantage, which you can choose to use whenever you like. Uh, you can roll survival seems fitting. The <laughs> 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 bomb defusal skill. You can roll survival. I'm going to choose not to use my advantage. I think this is good enough. I okay. got an 18. Okay, great. Uh, you rolled an 18. So you're thinking back to bomb defusal class, and your bomb defusal class was always for bombs that didn't have twisted pair wires in them. But in your bomb defusal class, it was always the blue wire that went to the timer. But the blue wire was always by itself in your class. It wasn't quite like the the one that they have. We zoom back over to the room as you hear the, like, of him being slammed onto the ground and then sort of a distant... Um, what or what are we doing in the room? I'm just waiting for his response. 
buttons and mouth noises. As you're listening to this, you see a shadow cover the hole at the top of the rope ladder, like someone has leaned over and is looking down through it. You look up, and sure enough, there is some creature. They're silhouetted, so you can't really make anything out about them, but they're looking down through the hole at you guys. Uh, DM. Yes. Can you, can you paint me another picture of the room? Yeah, absolutely. So you are in the lower eye. Remember, the skull is on its side, so the mm. eyes are stacked on top of each other. And at the back of this indentation is a rope ladder that goes up to a small hole in the floor of the upper eye. And so there's a tent in each of those two. Your tent has an open back. Like, it's only three sides covered from the camp, but not necessarily covered from the back. And so you have this view out to the rope ladder. And at the top of the rope ladder, someone has just looked down through, like their little head has poked through, backlit by the torches up there, and then disappeared again through the hole. So you know that someone has just looked down and spotted you and taken some action. John McLean, I have an idea. Yes. What if what if we don't stop the bomb? We will have ten die. minutes. Well, we have ten minutes to put it somewhere useful. That could also work, but then we're on a timer, and if we don't get out of here and complete the mission in that ten minutes, we're on a timer now. The camera swoops in on John McClane's eyes as he says, if we don't complete the mission in 10 minutes, and then we cut back over to Bob the Killer, who's laying on the ground in the in the fighting ring, and he's just realized people are listening to his conversation. Uh, what you going to do, Bob? Your mic is muted. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you not to telepathically talk to me when you're trying to fix your TV? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, roll deception with disadvantage. Can I roll to negate that disadvantage? Yes, mean, can you can spend my... your advantage to negate it. I will allow that. Okay. My first roll was still terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> can I okay. use the second <laughs> No, you already... like. Well, sure, whatever. You can. It's a one shot. Live your life. <laughs> I got a 17 then instead of a 5. Nice. You got a 17 instead of a 5. Uh, with your... Okay. You yell that out. As you're yelling that out, you also hear rather than see footsteps rushing towards you across the ring. Um, you have a reaction to try and get out of the way if you want to make a dex check, a uh, dex save. Before Do I have a Sylvester Stallion? What is? Oh, it's him. It's right. Sylvester Stallion attacking yeah, yeah. you in the pit where you're having a fight. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I almost forgot trying to fix somebody yeah. else's TV telepathically. All right, mouth right, noises. I I see what you got going. Look, I'm Hang up on. For I want to know if he got out of the Let's... way. I got a 13. You got a 13. Okay, so as he runs toward you, you slide to try and get out of the way. You can't quite evade him fully but you're able to turn what would have been a blow right to your face into a glancing blow off your shoulder. You take four points of damage as his, like, giant saber, like, slices across the, like, edge of your shoulders. You, like, squirt, like squirm right out of the way. We hop over to John McClane in the room. Uh, do I notice the figure that was over top or no? Uh, no, you didn't because you're focusing okay. on the bomb. I'm like, all right, what do, you, do we take it or leave it here? No. I say we, uh, like, are there are there other bombs in this area in this room? 
Not in this room. There's only the one and some parts for other bombs that are laying around. Your bomb says 900 on it at this point, by the way. Yep. If we hide it here, they can't make more bombs. All right, let's leave it here and continue on to the tent. Let's go. Okay. You uh, head on. So you're leaving it there and you're climbing. Are you going to the rope ladder then to like climb up to the uh, next level? Is there like a cloth here to cover it? Uh, no, it's just okay. in the tent it under a table or something. As it ticks and talks, you look for a good hiding spot. How about you uh, roll uh, perception? I think we should just flip a... it. No, no, no. I'm just going to leave it on the... Yeah. yeah, I'll just leave it on the table, but I'll place a timer down. Okay. You <laughs> flip it over on the table with the timer facing down. A plus. Uh, okay. You do that. You hear them say... Like, they have this conversation out loud, Bob. So you can hear them trying to come up with a hiding place. And finally, John going, I'm just going to flip it over so the timer's facing down. At the same time, you are still... You're still prone. So, like, you haven't stood up yet. Um, and Sylvester Stallion is now, like, right next um, to you. Actually, this is an awkward moment. Um... I would like to remind us all, we never used a cure wounds. <laughs> um, Fair enough. And that I may or may not need it this very second. Okay. You toss down uh, a cure wounds potion that you keep in your, like, in your bandolier for emergencies. Uh, Emergency just like bandolier. Boom, cure wounds. And I believe that's 1d8 plus 2, but I'm going to check. It's just uh, a health what, potion what, shot. What, chat, what, what level is chat? Yeah, 1d8 plus 2. 1d8 plus 2? Yes. As I smack my mic, that's. I roll the one. Let's go. Nice. No. Three hit points back Heck in the yeah. saddle. You're basically <laughs> fixed. You're. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you you down a health potion. Are you gonna take any movement action? Uh, yes, I would like not to be prone to die. Okay, so you're gonna um, stand up. Yes. Okay, you stand up. Um, Sylvester Stallion is right next to you. I believe this provokes an attack of opportunity, which he'll take and do very poorly with. He like takes a slash at you as you stand up. So you kind of like hop to your feet, and he like slashes right where you were on the ground. You like jump over the sword blade as it. Swoop! swings past and the camera whip pans with the sword swinging and we shoot, we shoot back over to the room where you've now flipped over the bomb and left it on the table and are now about to go and do your thing yep we're going to the uh the tent you're climbing up the ladder to the next tent yep okay you go over to the rope ladder and as soon as you start climbing you look up and you can see someone is looking down at you it's some huge like furry creature staring down at you from the top of the of the hole it looks down at you and it goes you're not supposed to be here who are you are you supposed to be here who are we who are you we are the inspectors and one of your men just set off that bomb and we are not equipped to deal with that he like cocks his head for a second and then he looks down at you roll a deception check for me here we go Gonna add more dice to the tension pool. Not good. Uh, you said deception. I did. Okay. That is that is a nine. All right. He looks down at you and he goes, "We don't have any inspections scheduled for three weeks. Midwinters is their day off." And he like 
jumps down. Oh, if only goes, that were the case, mister. He jumps down through the hole, like the whole distance down to the base of this cave, which is like 40 or 50 feet, just jumps down, lands it in a hero pose, and you can now <laughs> see that he's this large humanoid He's got green fur covering his body and this super wide, like, pointy teeth to <laughs> grin. And he looks towards you and he goes, I'm the second in command here, Greench. And he stands up and just Grinch. launches himself towards you, dives on you and tries to tackle you to the ground. He's going to attack you with a... With a six. That misses. That misses. He dives towards you, and John McClane, you, like, kind of get out of the way. We whip back over to Bob the Killer, who's in the ring with Sylvester Stallion. What you doing? Um, okay, so, got a big break. Excuse me, big brain this. Okay. I mean, Bob also did hear all of that. Yeah. Friendly reminder to the chat that if you want to influence the adventure, shake things up, you can spend those channel points to, like, really wreck or save the party here. Okay. So, I'm going to point behind him, right? Look like I'm about to attack him, and then be like, Ugh. point behind him, like, guys, you can't get in the rink while we're in the middle of a fight. Ooh, good move. Roll deception with advantage. Or actually, roll a normal deception. I'll give him disadvantage. Okay. This is better for you, I promise. Whatever you rolled, he lost. Uh, <laughs> with his two um, i rolled a 12 yeah so. so he turns around like who and he's now not facing you which would count as you uh, flanking yep. him i'm going for the rapier because my dagger is no longer in my hand great so in one and... smooth move you draw the rapier and lunge towards him with it oh, seven to attack what was or that do i get advantage Right, since I'm flanking him, I, I roll yes, advantage. Yes, actually, you do have advantages. Yeah, yeah part I of remember that. Part I know how it. to play D and D. It's part of it. Buddy. Uh, Sixteen to attack. Sixteen to attack, and you attack. You launch right into his back, and you push the rapier like cleanly through his left arm. So it goes like through the back side of his left arm and comes shoop, pointing out the front side of his left arm, and it gets like lodged there, like you can't pull it back out. What's your damage? Uh, that would be 10. 10 points of damage as you rapier straight through him. And he, like, roars. Like, ah! And he falls to one knee, and he, like, grabs the blade of the sword, trying to, like, jerk it free. Because it's a rapier, so it's not sharp on the side, so it's okay, chat. He grabs on, the like, the blade, and he's trying to, like, move it, and he can't dislodge it. And he goes, you fiend! And he stands up, and it's almost like literal waves of anger are like radiating off of him. It's like he's activated some inner sense <laughs> of like larger power as he turns around and he just rips the rapier out of the back of his arm and throws it at you as an improvised thrown weapon. He rolls a natural 20 to hit. Oh no. Bob not like this. Oh, 20 really points like of damage. Killed. 20 points of damage as he returns your sneak <gasps> attack to you. 
and just shoom, and it sla- it's like the point attack. starts at your shoulder and it like catches on a little piece of armor and so instead of going through you it goes across you and it digs this huge gash like down your whole torso and then into your hip before it sticks on your pelvis bone and bounces off into the um, distance. It's right at your feet, so you can pick it up and keep using it. But uh, Of course, yeah, because yeah, I'm, you know. I'm still standing. Yeah, because you're good, right? You're good. How much damage is that to you? Um, so if I remember correctly, uh, doing somebody's amount of health of damage and the negatives is a bad time. I believe yes. that's what they call an insta-kill. Well, you see, Bob has a total of 17 health. And Jack and Jill have done 14 points of damage already. Now, Silver the Stallion has yeah. just dealt 20 points of damage. That brings How you, much damage? That brings you two negative 17, though, right? That's exactly double, not more than yes. double? It's exactly. I think exactly double, you still get saves. Wash, you, you're making a face. Am I wrong? No, he does still get saves. Okay, so you still get death saves. You are you are on the very brink of your doom. One more hit and you would be like out for good. You all just hear through his his like calm link. You just hear like ah! as he like falls out of the communicator and like falls to the ground. In the ring um, above you, Sylvester like stands up. He's all like bloodied and like his chest is heaving and he just goes, I've done it. And you can hear that through the static. I've drunk. And then he like picks up the body and hands it out the edge of the ring. Uh, roll your first death save. Fail. Fail. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. One fail. Uh, um, we're going to whip back over to the room. Yes. Mouth noise is the fifth. John McClane. Buttons. I leave the Grinch in your capable hands. And I, with the, the speed of a thousand suns, <laughs> bound across the, the rooftops of all of the buildings that he can towards Bob the Killer. Um, I have, as a monk, I have a lot of movement and I can burn yes. key points to double my jumping range okay. and, and like extend movement my movement. Speed. Yeah. Yes. I love uh, the idea of like a Samurai Jack-esque silhouette hopping across yes. all of these like lean-tos and shacks. He comes to a skyscraper and just like no big deal parkours off the building next to it to like wall jump up to the top and keeps moving. <laughs> you make it to the ring. Like, like muscle-armed Naruto running. Like his arms yeah. are like out to the side. He's just like... So you make it to the ring just as Bob the Killer's body is being handed back to his fake drunk friends. Who are like, ah, oh, man, that's too bad. Can we have your eggnog? Like, they haven't realized that he's on, like, death's door. Three-point landing. Boom! Down into the dirt, into the middle of the pit. Roll a charisma check for awesomeness. <laughs> you always stick the landing, but the higher your charisma check is, the bigger the shock wave of, like, dust and dirt that shoots out from you. Fourteen. Fourteen. So the whole ring just whoom, as a shockwave of dust and debris whips out from you. And as you slowly stand from your hero landing, Sylvester the Stallion looks at you like, what? You want some too? And he's all like bloodied and whatever, but he's still like the waves of anger are coming off of him. 
Would I have used my action to dash? That's perfectly fine. Or do I get an action? I think this is the whole right round because you okay. you're doing this concurrently with the act of him dying yeah. and being handed out. So this is for both of you. That's gotcha. the whole round. So you've yeah. just entered the ring and a new fight is beginning. We hop back over to John McClain and Buttons. What would you like to do to the Grinch before he attacks you? Uh, attack him. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Solid strategy. That's fair. I understand it. I can appreciate it. Uh, tell me how you attack him and, and what. I, I pull out the two war picks and I'm like, I don't have time for this. I was sent by the queen herself to do these inspections there's a lot going on lately a lot of slacking and i just want to get these done and then i just whack at them and i will go through you if i have to and then i'm gonna roll two attacks okay i just want to say i like how we're all sticking to the bit absolutely <laughs> uh that is an 13 and a 15 okay it you you attack him and it misses. He like steps out of the way and then you swing your pick a second time and he catches it and holds it steady. Like just boom, stops your momentum there. And then he uses this as an attack of opportunity to just sock you in the face with just like his bare fist. 11 to hit? No. Okay, so he hits you in the face and you just take it and look at him. I just like, like scowl. Both of you are harder. like immovable object hero posing right now. Buttons, what are you gonna do? You should have done that. That's going on the report. And I'm gonna cast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna cast Amazing. scorching ray. Scorching ray. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the width of scorching ray? Like, you is create it a cone? three ray fire and hurl them at targets within range. Okay. Sure. Um, it's like I also beams. have evocation, so I can um, great sculpt. Um, so ranged attack. Does he get a save for half damage or do you roll to hit? I think with I a rolled ray, a hit. Yeah. It's a ranged spell attack. It's like pew, pew, pew. Sorry, we don't have any <laughs> real magic in our campaign yet, so <laughs> I'm a little rusty <laughs> on what we do. 20. A natural 20? Heck on yes. On the first one. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Heck yes. Oh, second one misses. Okay. Oh, that's a 19 plus nice. five. All right. So two of them hit. Okay. For sure. Um, two D6 fire damage. Okay. Per thing. Yep. So double one of those two D6. So strong. Okay. So this is for the first one. Yep. That's a six. Second one is an eight. Okay. So the, um, doubled would be 12 on the first one, eight on the second one. Great. Um, the, that's a lot of damage in your in your sunglasses the reflection of the Grinch's face like with the scorched burn on it twists into this grimace that turns into kind of a like a growl like a low like and he he drops the pick that you're holding and kind of pushes back from you like a five foot disengage and gets ready to like attack again we whip back over to the ring to begin the next round uh mouth noises the fifth and Sylvester Stallion are staring each other down. Bob the Killer is just outside the ring behind you, so you're between the two people. Um, what are you doing, Mouth Noises? Well, first, as a correction, I am currently Mouth, no mouth Noises the third. I'm sorry, um, you're right. That is that is my, my Mouth form. Noises the third. Um, DM, I know that the 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 day is getting long, and mm -hmm. um, and but I I kind of want to know. If uh, if we can have creative uses of our magical items, sure. Okay, 
So here's what's going to happen. Um, Mouth Noises is going to look down at Bob, mm-hmm. his friend, and he's going to think back to all of the pizza parties that they went to, all the times they hung around the uh, the cocoa machine in the break room, oh, all the times that they they played shuffleboard out on the uh, on the icebergs. Yeah, and uh, you know, and here he is on the ground, bleeding out. And he's going to shrink back down to, to oh, Mouth no. Noises the fifth. Okay. Um, And I'm going to use the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And, and summon this animated armor. But I would like to do it in a way so that I am inside the armor. Okay. <laughs> sure. So you have animated armor that answers to your command for one minute, and you are inside that animated armor. So like a giant okay. nutcracker, you disappear, and the crowd's like, ah, and then this giant animated nutcracker thing appears, and like the bass drops, and the crowd's like, yeah, like getting excited for but the next wait. fight. Uh-huh. There's more. Um, I, I would like to, I would like to burn a key point to summon my astral self. And I'm going to sh- and I'm going to form into Mouth Noises the first. <gasps> okay, Mouth Noises the OG Mouth, mouth Noises, noises the, first. Blah, 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 the first. And he looks oh, like this. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! I <laughs> love uh, Spotify it. listeners. What this. you're not seeing is, or other podcast <laughs> listeners, what you're not seeing is a being with. These massive bicep arms, four of those that are like flexing. He actually, has, he actually has two massive muscled arms and four of these extra arms that are just kind of like floating up over his shoulders and, and down around his side. So he's got like six in total. Yeah. And um, everybody in a 10 foot radius needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That's only Sylvester Stallion. Um, he's going to okay. make the save. Needs to beat a fourteen. He got a fourteen. Attackers Dang. win an Italian uh-huh. Dungeons and Dragons five. So Big you said Attackers win an Italian D and D five. So you win. Yeah. What? What? what nice. Are you doing? So he takes four. He takes seven force damage as just this aura, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z radiates out from around mouth noises. He's Can going super saiyan. What you're saying? <laughs> and he's pushed back. Yeah, he's pushed back ten feet, just like. <sighs> in the ground can i can i add just um, a little flavor to what you're saying your astral projection also hero landings like three-point <laughs> landing right next so you disappear the armor appears and then right next to the armor your astral projection just boom and there's another one of you that's just hero landed and the shockwave of this one is even bigger than the first one it throws sylvester stallion back against the the like edge of the ring the fighting ring and he slammed back and his buddies all like get out of the way because he's this big dude with like dagger wounds and blood spraying everywhere and he looks at you and he puts his head down and you can see like he's going to attack like it's gonna happen right now and then we cut over to john mcclain and <laughs> wait 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 oh well, yeah bob the killer death save yeah that, i geez. swear to god bob stands up did he not 20 did you and 20? puts a hand on the on the animatronic soldier. Thank you, mumbles. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've used that nickname. <laughs> 
Malthus winks <laughs> and nods a, knowingly. In a very like Captain America, as the Avengers are assembling, like in in Endgame, like Bob the Killer stands back up and he looks dramatically towards Sylvester the Stallion, and the music behind him crescendos. And then we cut Our back left. over to John McClane. Uh, John McClane <laughs> and Buttons, you're fighting the Grinch. Uh, the yep. Grinch immediately rushes Buttons, just starts out the, the round with like a full no. dash towards Buttons. As he does this, he's going to have to pass through John McClane's opportunity attack. So you may spend your reaction to opportunity attack him if you like. I am absolutely doing that. Okay, you do. Uh, do I get two attacks or just the one? Uh, just the one attack for uh, an attack of opportunity. Okay. That like is a going. 16 to hit. A 16 to hit. You connect. So he runs by, as he runs by, how do you hit him? Uh, So War like pick? as he's running, I like take a pick and slash down at him. Great. You slash down at him with your pick. So as he runs by, you like scrape along his back with it. How much damage? Uh, Seven plus three, so 10 damage. 10 Piercing. damage. Great. It's not enough to stop his attack, but it does give him disadvantage. Like he misses a couple steps in his dash. He's going to roll to hit, and I don't think a nat one's going to do it. He, he like, runs towards you, and he gets hit in the back, and he trips, and he, like, falls on his face and slides towards you, and you're able to just take one step back, and he, like, you know, like the train in the action, <laughs> and he, like, comes to a stop just at your feet. What will you do, Buttons? Yeah, that wasn't very nice, mister. And I'm going <laughs> to cast Frost Fingers right in his face. So. Buttons, okay. get behind me. Dang, that's going to hurt. <laughs> Buttons over here, like too hot to handle and too cold to hold. It's a 15-foot <laughs> cone directed straight at his face. Okay. So. It just it just winters on his face. Yes. Uh, what's the damage? Um, let, me, let me pull that up. You're not going to miss from that range, and he's not going to move. So let's just figure uh, out his damage. 2d8 cold damage. Okay, go ahead and roll that. As this is cast on him, um, John McClane, you can hear from behind you at the top Ooh. of the hole a woman's voice going, Grinch, is everything okay down there? Uh, we hop over to the ring where Mouth Noises and Bob the Killer and Mouth Noises Animated Armor Nutcracker are getting ready to do things. Ari, DM me the damage, please. Um, what are we doing <laughs> over here in the ring? Um, Meta, just real quick, I just want to say, I rolled that at twenty immediately when when you started his turn, and I was just <laughs> waiting for the best moment to like stand up, and then you're like, anyway, back over here, I'm like, no. <laughs> but yes, um, I I think I would let you go first since I'm a wounded, damaged man. <laughs> nineteen, damaged. nineteen, and twenty-one to hit, and a lot of damage. Yeah, you hit him and you deal a lot of damage and he's just like blasted back against the ring. He's woozy. His rage has ended. He's like swaying on his feet. He is barely standing up. All right. I've also got a 10 foot range with these arms. Just FYI. <laughs> 10 foot just, range? And like, yeah, and like and like the armor because of his astral foot. It's like ex almost exploded out. So it looks like piecemeal armor. <laughs> like like strapped onto him. It's not like not even just a whole suit. It's just like <laughs> bulging out of it at the seams, and he's just like bam, bam. I knee him in the gut, and as like as his head goes up, I hammer fist him down, and then knee him again. Nice. And uh, I'm gonna try and grab him and pile drive him. Nice. That's a twenty. 
That's a natural 20? No, unnatural okay. 20. You pile drive him and the light goes out of his eyes and he falls unconscious at your feet. <laughs> the whole crowd has gone silent. Like their champion has just been defeated. Wait. All the pirates are looking at you guys. I'm going to walk turned up to say Pizza and cocoa tonight. I got you, and I know how I'm paying for it, Mumbles. I walk up the silver, yeah. I flip him over with a foot, get on either side of him, like, just, like, sh- shoulders pinned by my knees. Okay. I'm on top of him. I slap that mf awake. <laughs> okay. You wake him back up. Sure. Where's the prize, silver? <laughs> it... It was my whole, it was, it was the, the loot. And behind you, there's like a huge stack of loot. It's impossible to miss. It's like piled up in the, like taller than a man, like piled up next to the ring. Everyone was challenging to try and get this loot. Well, it's shame that you got robbed by Bob the killer. <laughs> Bob the robber now. <laughs> uh, Unless you want me that, to change that. As he delivers that one-liner, we zoom back over to the Greench and Buttons. The Greench is laying on the ground, and he's not doing so hot. John McClane, as a reminder, you've heard a female voice from the, the cave above asking if everything's okay down there. When there's no reply, you see another shadow darken the hole, but you're not looking towards it because you're no. looking at, at the Greench. What are you doing, both of you? I am going to go for the the... Do my best to like pull the punch just to knock out the Greench, but like not enough where... Or I don't know. I, I am prioritizing the kill, but if possible, I'm gonna knock try and knock him out first. Okay, so you're punching him. Uh well I'm using a blunt end, so if you look like the blunt end of the war pick. Got it. So you like flip it over and try and like back yeah. it down or something. Cool. Uh On roll roll to hit. Yeah. Uh first attack is a thirteen. Okay. That hits second he's prone. A- okay. Uh second attack is a seven. Okay, so only the first one hits, but it might be all you need. Eight damage? Yep. You hit him, and he's like, now he's good and out, laying there on the ground. Um, Buttons, as he does this, you look up towards the ladder, and you see a um, medium, like an average-sized woman with this, like, crimson uh, full-length coat and these, like, really gaudy boots and a pistol in each hand float like feather falling down through the hole to the ground level she's got this huge hat with this really pretty mm-hmm. like peacock feather in the end of it she comes like, down to the ground and she goes What's staring this? at her and i'm like um hitting john's leg I'm like give me a present give me, give me, give me, give me. I, I hand you the present okay you have the present i give and it the button i'm excuse me are you the pirate queen I am. What's the meaning of all this? Special delivery! (laughs) (laughs) She she slowly looks at you, and she looks down at the package, and she looks up at you, and she goes, For me? You should have. And she, like, pockets her pistols and, like, grabs the bomb, or the, not the bomb, the, um, the, the spherical present. She's like, can, can I unwrap it? Is that okay? I've never gotten a present before. And she unwraps it. And inside it's a giant chunk of coal. And on the outside edge of it is a note from Captain Winters. That's like psych. And that's all it says in like all capital letters. And (laughs) I've got something. I make her an ice frog. You make her an ice frog. (laughs) 
uh, sure, from like the frost that you just used on the Grinch's face, you make an ice yeah. frog. And she goes, I've never been so insulted. And then her voice magically amplifies and she goes, kill these intruders. And she draws both pistols and aims them towards you. And you hear in your intercom, time to go. Get out of there. As as Private Rain is is calling towards you. You all hear this. So mouth noises and Bobby can also hear it. And I look at the frog and I smash it on the ground. Okay. That was what? Approx- obviously the timer's down, but approximately how long has it been since it's, the timer started? There are started? about four minutes left on the timer. All right. Okay. I'm like... Pirates are flooding from the ring towards you guys. Um, uh, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing buttons, like just sprinting away. Okay. That's fine. You just scoop up buttons in a very John McClane saves a damsel in distress style and like rush out of the room. Um, on your way out... The captain's going to take two shots at you with her, yep. with her pistols. Uh, yep. The pistols she's holding are actually, they're, they're handgun sized, but they actually look like small blunderbusses kind of engraved with these interesting etchings around the outsides of them. Um, and the, the one on her back is like a massive blunderbuss with the same okay. kind of etchings around the outside. She fires at you. Uh, she's got a 16 and a 12. Do either of those hit you? I assume the 16 Both miss. does. Both nope. miss. Okay. Both miss. So you see bullets are like whizzing over your head, shoom, zooming past as you sprint out. The bullets. So I'm gonna go ahead. Movement, run, action, dash, and then I have a bonus action. Okay. Where I I can give myself advantage on weapon attack rolls, which isn't the reason I'm doing this. I give myself five temporary hit points. Great. You just materialize five more hit points as you yep. rush out. You rush out the front of the cave and the open space between the the eye of the skull and the city proper is now filled with pirates rushing towards you. Swords and sabers drawn, broken glasses of egg grog that they can use to fight if they don't have their weapons with them. Just this huge mob of them rushing towards you. We cut over to the ring where Mouth Noises and Bob seem to have sort of been accepted as pirates because they bested the one dude, so like nobody's attacking you. They've all left the ring and are rushing towards your friends. Bob, Mouth, four minutes till explosion. Gotta go. Mumbles. Package delivered. DM. Yes. Sorry. Um, when I made this character back in the day, he had a magic item. Okay. Would I still be allowed to have that? Uh, how game breaking is it? Not very game breaking, but it would make for a really cool story moment tonight. Yeah, have it. Okay, go ahead, Bob. Bob. Mubbles, I need you to, to go help them. I'll make sure that our winnings get out of here. Don't Bob work. the Killer, my deepest and oldest friend. We will both get out this day. We will both eat pizza and cocoa tonight, and we will bring our treasure with us. And um, Mouth Noises is going to reach inside of him, and he's going to pull out this, this little black handkerchief that's kind of been folded up, that's just been kind of floating around in the goo. And he's going to unflip out his portable hole. And he's just <laughs> going to boom over the top of the... Tri- the treasure chest like, like the whole treasure yeah. pile and just scoop it all up like a big santa pack on my back bob to the rooftops we go <laughs> what you say mumbles jump on board <laughs> okay the animated armor is good for like another 10 seconds if you want to send it to go cause some kind of chaos but otherwise yeah. it's just going to turn back into a nutcracker 
Um, That's fine. So you say that and you make your move towards the rooftops and then the camera kind of zooms in, rushes across all the rooftops to where the mob is rushing towards Buttons and Ja'an McLean and behind them, uh, Captain Moran is like, get them, kill these intruders, they've assaulted my dignity. And you are rushing out. What do you do? I'll give you the first move. It's a swarm bigger than you can count of pirates rushing towards you. Let us lead them. I'm going to like pinch my earring and say, let us lead them toward the bomb. What? No, we got to run away from the bomb. We run to the bomb. We lead them to the bomb, and then we run away from the bomb. <laughs> I, am, I am not a smart... I am not a smart man, but hey. I think this is an idea. What say you, John McLean? Uh, well, we're currently being flanked on both sides, so we got to run a different way and avoid all these people. Shout out to the tension pull for this contribution. As you're having this conversation, you off to the side, like not... In there's sort this is sort of a linear thing that's happening right now where we've got in the city is mouth noises and Bob and then ahead of them is a mob that's rushing towards John and Buttons and behind them is is Captain Moran off mm. to the side not involved in that you see a giant crack appear in some of the side of the the cave of Skull Cavern and then it gets a little bit bigger and you hear this boom boom as something thumps against the wall uh, okay we continue. I don't think we need to lead him to the bomb uh, anymore. Buttons, do you have any appearance changing spells? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we might, we must climb up and out. Uh, we're gonna like run towards the crack. You're running towards the crack in the wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John and Buttons make a sharp left turn and begin sprinting off towards the crack. Um, Captain Moran has like done a really cool Wait. combat roll out the side to like keep her eyes on you. What you doing, Buttons? I want I want to try and break the crack more. Okay. <laughs> I want this to cast Magic die. Missile. Okay, sure. You cast Magic Missile, you hit the crack, and it begins to shatter and sort of fall away. So it's it's widening, but it's still not big enough for anything to get through yet. Um, but it's it's widening. Mouth noises Dom, and Bob, okay? what are you doing? Yep, you're doing great, Buttons. Okay. <laughs> John, uh, roll, a, roll a constitution check to see if you can keep sprinting with buttons like as well that you're carrying. I'm like 30 pounds. Okay, then just roll an athletics check. Let's just see that you're that you're going okay. Are your hands still in your pockets? Uh, that's an 11. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you you can continue sprinting, but you'll have to take your hands out of your pockets. Okay. <laughs> the, the, they're out. It's getting real. Okay. It's getting oh, real. Man. Uh, mouth noises and Bob, what are we doing? Mumbles. We need to get Evac. What? How do we do that? I am not a smart slime. Get to Rain. Get out. Uh, cave. Rain, where are you? There's Red Nose. One. Rendezvous point. Careful. Finding you. Ah, uh, yes. The rendezvous point. We should head there. I think we have to get back up on top of the lake. Yep. Let's do that, guys. Let's okay. go. As, as those things are happening, the mob is starting to slowly turn. It's what, you know, kind of slowly maneuvering its mass. And Captain Moran has jumped out. She has dropped both of her pistols and with one hand does like a cool flourish where she spins her long gun like around one hand 
and braces it on her knee and tosses some ammo shells up in the air, flips the shotgun closed over the ammo shells, just loads it with two shells, holds it up with one hand, closes one eye, and then fires both shells at once. Ba-boom! And this, this loud explosion ricochets around the room, the sound itself following you. Am and I in the way of this? No, she's aiming at John McClane and Buttons, okay. who have who've turned off to the side. She fires at both of you. One of the lightning bolts hits you, and it no. deals eight points of damage uh, to Beer both of buttons. you. It's, oh, okay. it's chaining through you, so eight points to both of you. The other one goes over your shoulder and hits the wall, which shatters like the rock crack thing. It just shatters into this huge opening. And on the other side, you can see an abominable Yeti has just like busted in through the wall and it roars as it enters the the room um are we it running must have towards been, it you're running towards it right now yeah um okay. it does it's not like attacking anyone in particular it's just finally made it in it must have been attracted by like the smell of of blood and activity from non-frozen humanoids because when you went in like the hole maybe got open yeah. more or the cover the pit being opened or something like that has led it down here and it is now in the room and won't take a turn this round, but will in the next round. Uh, right. To your recollection, the bomb should be right around three minutes at this point uh, left on the timer. Uh, Bob, mouth noises, buttons, John, what we doing? Mumbles. So I got a dumb idea. Okay. So I want to Scooby-Doo with the Yeti where I just run between its legs. <laughs> sure. Uh, like charge straight, straight at it, straight through it, full confidence, like just like catching it by surprise like this is so stupid no one would think to do it and it doesn't react is my hope make an athletics check with disadvantage because you're also carrying buttons yep and let's see if you can do it uh while he rolls that what the rest of us doing mumbles dang it i got that's not any yeti that's Chekhov's yeti (laughs) (laughs) i got a 10 okay um mouth noises what you doing and bob we we gotta go. We gotta we gotta save them. Okay, we shall save them then, Bob. They accelerate their course, sprinting towards the yeti, attempting to run through its legs. But just as they're about to do that, the yeti just sits back, like leans back and sits on its butt, and there's nowhere to go. And as you run oh, towards no. it, it brings its claws down and tries to just slam on top of you and it misses, so it hits the ground in front of you and this wave of broken stone and shale cracks up and just splashes across your face and this, like, shock wave ricochets through the ground and you kind of miss a step and you don't <laughs> fall over, but you, like, like it stops your forward progress for sure. All behind right, dumb you, idea. Uh, behind you, the, dumb idea. the right, mob you of pirates are rushing forward, but they don't want to get in the line of fire, so they're moving a little bit slower than they could. You've probably got another two or three rounds before they reach you. Mouth noises and Bob, nobody's noticed you yet. What you doing? Are we are we catching up to the to the mob yet? Yes, you are. You are now catching up because they've slowed down. You are maybe one round away from being in range of the mob. If you want to just start wrecking them from behind. Okay, okay. I mean, but we're up like on the roof. Yeah, on you're the on the rooftops. rooftops. Yeah. Yep. Um, in that case, I'll prepare a snowball for an entire turn. Ooh, spending a whole round making a snowball. I can dig it. Packing uh, it down really tight. That's right. As you pack it, you feel the ice solidify ice. to like an even deeper level. Like you're basically holding a hailstone the size of a football is what you're making. Um, 
Captain I've... Moran sits down and begins like reloading her gun. And this time she's like taking her time looking through a box of different colored ammunition, trying to figure out what she wants to do. Question, Josh. Yep. How would, would I know anything about Yetis? Like, like having lived in cold and been on Santa's team and stuff. Like, do we know anything sure. about them? Yeah, I bet Santa's team knows about Yetis. You know that okay. Yetis are mostly attracted to to the smell of blood. That they are pretty much just hungry. Like they're they're territorial with each other, but they're not like oh I have to kill everything that moves. They're like I have to eat, and there's not a whole lot of food in their environment. So this one is probably starved because nothing can live this far down towards the Umbral Sea. And that's why it's in this like rage of hunger and trying to bust through the rocks and whatever, which means that it might be like like a barbarian's rage where it's kind of at the end of its wits. It's just using that last like gust of adrenaline to try and, and get something. So there might be a tactical weakness there. And Did also you might be able to redirect it. No, they don't. I mean, they okay. speak like abyssal, but you don't oh, speak okay. abyssal. So yeah. So it's not intelligent if you don't understand it. That's right. That's how that works. <laughs> um, so second dumb idea. I mean, I have... I have comprehend languages. Ooh. <laughs> but that just means you understand. That doesn't mean you speak, unfortunately. That's true. Um, so second dumb idea, sticking with the Scooby-Doo theme, I'm going to jump on the fist that it slammed down and try and just run up its arm. Sounds good. Uh, Buttons, are you staying along for the ride or are you going to bail? I need to stay along for the ride. All right, athletics with disadvantage. Yep. Come on, Dice. Love me. <laughs> uh, Dang it. That's a um eight. Eight. Okay. Sorry. You just can't make the jump. You're not used to doing this while carrying someone. Like, That's fair. You're used to doing this with your hands in your pockets. It's throwing your balance off to have your hands yeah. out as, yeah, you, as you do this. Um, okay. We hop back to uh, Mouth Noises and Bob. You have just caught up to the mob of pirates as they're rushing towards John McClane and Buttons. And now a um, Yeti. How how far away is Moran? Captain Moran is maybe 80, 60, 80 feet from you to your left. She's still at the... Because she's shooting a long gun, so she hasn't, like, run. Okay. So... I have 80 feet of movement if I dash. <laughs> Point blank pelter with a snow <laughs> I mean, if you want to guarantee a hit, I will, I will get you right up next to her. And you can oh use gosh. the momentum of my 80 feet of movement and just, like, place it on her face. You know what? Yeah, place it. You gently place it on her face. <laughs> Let's go for this. I have an idea to follow up. Let's go. This is gonna be like Naruto's. Guys, uh, what's this thing? Bomb. The Rasengan. He's just like Rasengan. <laughs> I'm the gonna dash. be holding it out in front of. You're gonna him. try and like clothesline her with a snowball? Is that yes. the move here? Okay, you will hold your snowball out to the side. It is it because you took the extra round to craft this out of Jill's pail. It is a 1d20 plus strength. You can roll damage with advantage because of the dash momentum that you're using. Uh, you Rasengan. You slam the snowball into her face exactly. at high speed, like right on the side of her temple. You know, it's a respectable 13. Um, 13 now, points of damage. Since all I've done is hold my hand out and ride on Mumbles this entire time. Yeah. Uh, 
can I attempt to steal the gun that may or may not have just launched out of her hands that she got slammed in the face with an ice ball? Let me roll to see if she keeps a grasp on it. Right. Firmly grasp it. Um, <laughs> she rolled pretty well, so it's still in her hand. You can try and wrestle it away, but it will be an opposed check. Your um, dexterity versus her strength. I will attempt. Okay, you attempt. Ooh, bad My strength? Story. Yeah, no, your dex, her strength, but I don't oh. think it matters because she not 20. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. You grab her rifle, and even as her face is like, she reaches over with her other hand and just slaps your hand. Like, like get, away. <laughs> <laughs> get away from that. Just like, smack bad your Bob. hand. Stops you. Yeah, bad Bob. Uh, we zoom back across the room to where the Yeti is now looking down at Buttons and John McClane, who have lost their forward momentum and are standing, like, basically right in front of it. But there's this roaring mob of pirates running towards it, and it doesn't know who to attack. So we're going to flip a coin. On heads, the Yeti attacks you, and on tails, it attacks the pirates. Oh, I dropped the coin. Please that be doesn't them. count. Please no. be them. Please be them. Please be them. It's tails. So it's them? It's the pirates. Yes. So the Yeti just <laughs> leaps to its feet, grabs one of the giant stones, and chucks it towards the pirates. The stone rolling towards the pirates across the ground picks up momentum and cuts a swath through the mob before it heads directly for Mouth Noises and Bob the Killer. There's a giant rolling boulder rushing towards you, action movie style, if you will. DM. Yes. Um, so... You know how much I love to to beg the DM for creative uses of things, right? I do. For the sake of <laughs> so mouth noises, like my astral form and like my my his mouth noises, the first form is up for ten minutes total. So he's about like five minutes into this thing. Okay, great. Um, as a monk, I have deflect missiles, which okay. means that if a projectile is coming at me, I can stop it. And if I negate all the damage, I can throw it back. <laughs> what what do I need to do to try to, to do this with this boulder? <laughs> what do I do to make this happen? To stop and, it, and it's be a... Careful, I'm jacked and I have six arms. <laughs> it's a dexterity check, right? To stop the projectile. That's the role as a monk. Well, it I believe like what's this in the source says, book. Let's make something up for tonight. Oh, go ahead. This says, I just I just roll one d10 and like reduce that the hit points by that. Like it's it's damage based. Okay, roll one d10 for each arm because it's a boulder and that's giant. Nice. And I'm gonna roll that for the boulder be... and see how much damage it's doing. A roll for the All boulder. Right. The boulder. <laughs> oh no, not the boulder. All right, oh. your number to beat. <laughs> is hold on, hold on. 21 like fighting a small child rock 26 plus head. 15 it's more than 21 yeah you just <laughs> stand in front of it on top of that <laughs> it's up? like 40 something you stand in front of it and you like like split your shoulders with like three arms on each side like stitch in lilo and stitch when he's about to throw the car you like split your arms to the side and just slam them in this like double fisted punch three times into the rock and the boulder just like shoots back the way it came far faster than the yeti threw it at you and it 
I'm going to give the Yeti a chance to dive out of the way, which it's too giant to take. It hits one of the Yeti's legs and knocks it off balance, and it kind of falls on its side. As it falls, you can see through the hole the Yeti made from its original home down here. That hole is big enough that Red Nose One is zooming down it towards you for extract. The signal's getting clearer and clearer as he gets closer and closer. Like, guys, we're coming in hot. Get ready for a pickup. I just want uh, to say. Also, walk- the second the Yeti showed up, like, John's running through his legs. <laughs> okay. Uh, John's trying to run through his legs. Go ahead and roll me yeah. athletics with disadvantage. Oh, come on. Uh, Seven. Okay, so you try to roll through, but the boulder, like, you turn around because you're like, I hear a boulder. And so it doesn't, like, you don't run through because you have to look for the other threat. But you don't get hit by the boulder either. Uh Uh-oh. Did my stream just Uh crash? I think our stream just crashed. Oh, no. Stream, why you do this? No. All right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, Matt, are you able to go live right now? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, or, well, no, no one else can do it. Uh, Wait. Wait. Are we back? Are we back? I OBS says we might be back. Okay, so maybe this wasn't us. Maybe this was, it, like, oh, Twitch God. or the internet or something. Blame uh, it on the internet. OBS is down. Blame it on we're the I- 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 internet. It, are we back? Framed? Are we back? I don't, I don't see us back yet. Oh! Are we back? Frame. Oh, I see oh, a frame looks moving. Looks like it. Looks I like see, we're back. I'm seeing progress. One frame, one frame per minute. One frame per minute. Oh, uh, refresh. I think we're back. Yes. One, everybody refresh. Everybody refresh. But uh, I, see I see us back. back. Yeah. Are we I'm back? Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Yeah. Okay. Nice. And yep, yes, we're back. I am now getting the notification from Twitch that story. Twitch is being unstable. So that's great. Uh, that's okay. We're close here. We're in the home stretch. Home You're, stretch. Tune in to so, the test. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna zoom. We're gonna rewind the clock about 13 seconds here as the yeti gets knocked off its foot and falls to the side and is like laying on the ground and you see red nose one zooming towards you for like a quick pickup. He like skids along the ground and comes to a rest right in front of John McClane and Buttons. The mob has just reached you. So as they're swinging their swords and attacking with their clubs, you're able to jump onto the carpet. Do either of you attack the mob to try and hold them back? Yes. Yeah. What are you doing? Swinging my two picks, fending them off of the ship. Okay. The ship. Um, <laughs> so... Um... I kind of want to do ice knife, but it's like you create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature in range. I kind of just want to do like a sweeping whoosh with it. Whoosh. Uh, you can do the whoosh, but because it's like a bunch of them instead of one, your attacks are going to have disadvantage. I, I mostly want to do it to like push them back. Like, it's just like crowd hey, control. Like, stay back. Like stay an back. unfocused. Yeah, sure. You can do some crowd control. Sure. Uh, go ahead okay. and do that. You don't even need to roll damage. You like swing in this huge like swath of ice shards flings out of her hand towards everybody. And the crowd kind of like stops like, whoa, that's crazy. And then some of them off on the side are like, that's an abominable Yeti trying to eat us. And it like, you know, is trying to like pick up pirates and eat them. And then in the back, you just hear a quiet <laughs> and the, the gun is raised and the crosshair is on you. And the action hair music go the action hair the the action movie music goes silent, and Bob the Killer and mouth noises. You look over just as uh, Captain Moran raises the weapon, aims down the sights, and takes the shot. 
boom this huge firing comes out of the gun and you see seven white magical projectiles zoom out crisscrossing through the room seven magic missiles arc throughout the space and they hit not buttons not john mcclain not red nose one they hit the abominable yeti which falls down towards the carpet attempting to stop your flight out of there you have a reaction time's worth of space to try and magically stop it or dive out of the way or whatever it takes. I, uh, whatever I have it one takes, spell I guess. slot left. I'm going to magic missile it, <laughs> hit it from the side, and try and knock it. Okay, you're going to try and knock it to the side. This is great. Go ahead and roll. Uh, okay. Or wait, it just rolls what damage it hits. Magic missile always hits, right? So you just yeah. roll damage. It does. Yeah, so just roll damage for me. Let me find my I love how homage. John's John's McLean's response was whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> While she's doing this, if the Yeti does land two, on top of us. Three damaged. How much? Two, two, and three. Two, two, and three. Uh let's see. Seven. Seven. Well, it, that it's plus something too, right? It's no, it's a no, D four. Magic missile isn't plus anything. Oh, it's, the it's plus one, but that's oh, is it? The, that's with the plus ones. Um, uh, I gotcha. Let's see here. How can we arrange this? I think it's probably not enough. Um, John McClane, do you want to try and add anything to throw its momentum off course? Uh, what can I roll? Like, can, you can I hit get it? however creative you want? But I don't care uh, what let you me roll. See. I want to know what you do. Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna like very action styly pull out the crowbar and i'm gonna like try and throw it to wedge it between or wedge it onto i guess the ground between it and the ground as like a stopper absolutely you do that you spike it into the ground you slam it down and as you do you unlock the hidden candy cane properties within <laughs> it and it grows into the full like candy cane arch that you would see over like a winter wonderland and the yeti bounces on it and is about to fall towards you and then just a few pew 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 magic missiles are just enough momentum to steer it lands right next to you its fur brushes your faces as it falls to the ground blocking you from the mob and squashing the ones who are attacking you at that very moment uh, i got a one liner go ahead Ooh. as it happens i I turn to face the imaginary camera and I say, that's quite the hairy situation. <laughs> As he says this, now facing so cool. towards the hole that will lead him to safety and away from the rest of the room as the Yeti falls dramatically behind him, the camera whoosh, blurs, zooms over to Mouth Noises and Bob who are standing left to Captain Moran. The three of you make eye contact with each other as behind you, you hear tick. You've got 10 seconds. Mumbles, Whatever we gotta do, go! Whatever you do, don't look at it. And I just grab him and we just <laughs> run off as fast as we can. Like, I'm just Rain, bounding. Rain, we gotta go we get him. And I point them out to Rain. Uh, okay, so Rain is now zooming towards you and you're running towards Rain and the bomb is tick, tick. I'll and use my final key point to do Step of the Wind, which increases my movement speed and doubles my jumping range. Excellent. So you leap just... up into the air and the two I'll of you... I'll stand on the carpet with my arm out, ready to grab him. 
All right. I'm doing the same, but I know it'll do nothing. Bob's <laughs> for everybody. Uh, yeah. Everybody like grabs arms and locks on and there's this cool collection on the carpet as it skids in midair. It goes totally horizontal with the centrifugal force. You're all still like standing on it, but it's like banked around the turn as it spins. And then behind you, you hear boom and this giant fireball explodes behind you and the momentum adds the thrust to behind the magic carpet as it zooms back towards the hole the Yeti made and beneath you, you can see the fire racing along. It's even with you. It's touching against your backs, the heat of it licking at your clothes and you can see the fiery or the the lean-tos and the wood buildings being consumed in the inferno as it shoots towards you and then you, boom, you fly out of the hole and you're shooting upwards and beneath you this big shockwave is shaking the base of the crater the ice is cracking the lake has steam coming off of it big black billows of steam as you rush up into the air and at the very last moment as the inferno begins to die away you see a zoom past you and captain moran is holding on to her hat in one hand and jets of fire are coming out of her long gun, propelling her into the distance to pirate another day. And that brings us to the conclusion of the midwinter adventures of the special delivery squad. I never looked. Am I cool now? 